on show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this white go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guest from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here was your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on the boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. This show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host. Greg Carrasco. can't begin to knowing but then I know it's growing strong wasn't the spring and spring became the summer good morning slackers if you listen to the sound of my voice It just means that you're still alive. It's about to drop, folks. Oh, here we go. Okay. It's about to drop. Here we go. Come on, let's go. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Sweet Caroline. Bum, bum, bum. I'm picking my wedding songs, people. Incline. Bum, bum, bum. And this is how we start the morning, folks. This is your date every single Saturday morning. 8 to 11 a.m. We are Canada's largest radio show on weekends. Lex, good morning, brother. How are you? Good. Good morning, Greg. I am doing very, very well. Thank you. What How are good, you? I'm good, man. That that song puts me in a good mood no matter what's happening out there. Man. Mm-hmm. Smile on your face, man. It's just it's one of them timeless songs that just like, uh, I mean, people are singing it and just going bop, bop, bop for like a, the last 40 some odd years now. Is that like a white people anthem? It's got to be, man. I don't know, man. It's just, here's the thing. It's... Here's the, here's the thing. This is something something I heard on the uh, on a podcast uh, a couple weeks back. It's like uh, you know, artistry, beautiful artistry, excellence in artistry transcends everything. Dude, you just <laughs> what we what artistry? You know, excellence, ex- <laughs> excellence in artistry just transcends things, man. It's just like it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter where it is. As if if it if it speaks to you, it speaks to the heart. It transcends everything. Look at the Beatles. The Beatles are like uh, uh, are everybody awful. loves the. Uh, well, no, no not, oh, right. dude. I, oh, I okay, just fine. Ninety nine, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the world love the Beatles. That's not true, man. That's <laughs> not true. People that love the the Beatles are snobs. You know my uh, soundboard. Can you just turn it the volume up? Because oh uh, yeah, here we go. There we go. So I was playing this music in the background here. Hold on a second. That's what happened. That's, that's how I feel about anybody that <laughs> loves the, the Beatles. Uh, in, no, man, the, the Beatles are one hundred percent the most 
overrated band on the planet ever. <laughs> Period. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. That'll get the Carrasco verse uh, uh, calling in right now. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get the hate. You know, it seems like the Beatles and golf go hand in hand. Really? Golf? And Beatles? Of course. Both I overrated. Never... Both useless. Uh. Both you can... I, I can sit and watch paint dry, and that would be more entertaining than watching golf on TV or going out and playing golf. I don't get it, man. I really don't get it. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, I get you about the golf there, but the Beatles the Beatles are responsible for my becoming a musician, honestly. One of the main, main influences of me about me becoming a musician, particularly Paul McCartney. You didn't have a particularly interesting childhood, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Who did this to you, man? What what happened to you? <laughs> what? I'm just I'm, no, no, honestly, I'm, man, I'm just what, unique, what, what man. Hap- what happened? You can you can you can trust me, man. What happened to you? Uh, well, it was, it was, <laughs> well, if you well if you want me to get deep here over here, yeah. um, well, let me just see. I was never really accepted by my peers uh, when I was in when I was in elementary school. Um, I was bullied merciless every day from grade one to grade eight, and never really st- and, and and it only stopped after grade eleven because like I stopped uh, I, I I stopped giving a damn about being pushed around and just like you know fine push me around do see what you do. You see something bad did happen in your childhood to listen to the. <laughs> Beatles. That, folks, proves my theory here that if you had an incredibly awful childhood, the Beatles are your music of choice. That's what usually happened. You needed to listen to crappy music to make you feel slightly better than what <laughs> when the world was given to you at the time. And that, yeah, no, no, no. That's which one is your favorite McCartney song? Oh, a whole bunch of them, man. No, you can't have a whole bunch I of favorites. I do have a whole bunch of them, man. It, it defeats it, it, is the swift definition of the word favorite. You know, you have one that stands above the rest. Which one is your favorite McCartney song? You can't even name one. Do you because, see? Because I know so many of them. <laughs> you still, you haven't answered my question. Which one is your favorite McCartney song? All right, fine, fine. If you want me to just choose right now, it'll be Hey Jude. But is, that's a Beatles song, no? It's a Beatles song, yeah. It's not song McCartney. Well, just it, McCartney, McCartney. It's well, okay, fine. McCartney, McCartney. That's uh, I. I can't tell you a McCartney. Oh, Live and Let Die. There you go from the James Bond soundtrack. Live and Let Die. Live and Let. I think that uh, Guns N' Roses actually gave some meaning to that song. It was an awful song. <laughs> Do we have it? Can you can you play it? Can you play the McCartney uh, version of it? Can you find it in the computer? I can. Yeah, I can. Uh, Let's see if we can do this, folks, because uh, we're gonna we're gonna open the phone lines here. Two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred is the phone number. I happen to think that um, Axl Rose was a far greater lyricist than Paul McCartney could ever dream to be, and then I'm sure that you guys are going to violently disagree with me, all of you Beatles. Nerds, <laughs> the nerds. Um, but no, man, that um, that song from McCartney was not not good. Do you have it there? Did you, did you find it? Uh, I believe I did. Yeah, there's a, it, it was remastered in 2018. Good God. Okay, let's see. And I just have to get past the ad, and there we go. Don't we have a paid subscription to, to YouTube at the studio here? Uh, Guys, you know, the uh, ownership of the radio station, can we please just spend $9 a month and get YouTube Prime or what is that what it's called? Something like that. Uh, YouTube Red, YouTube some. Okay, listen, listen. Don't interrupt this atrocity. <laughs> Look at this. 
Oh yeah. Dude, man, I, I honestly, I want to run myself over with my own car backwards. This is the, the Wonder Bread version of this song. Can you find for me now the Guns N' Roses version of this, please? All right, let's see what happens. Oh, I want to take an SOS pad to my brain and erase this last 30 seconds. The Beatles. Definitely a difference of opinion over here. Let's see here. Let's see what uh, Mr. Axel Rose is going to do with this. You got to fast forward this, man. You got Look at that. Now we're onto something. <laughs> Can you raise the volume a little bit? Yes. Here we go, folks. There's the drop. You know, there's only two bands that have this personal effect on me, man. One is Metallica, the other one is Guns N' Roses. So those are the only two bands that make me miss my hair. <laughs> There you if go. If you're not watching this on YouTube, folks, you're missing the spectacle of headbanging without oh, yeah. headbanging without that hair. <laughs> oh, I have all the motions, man, dude. Everybody knows it's like you you grab it, you throw it to the side here, put it behind your ear. Oh yeah, <laughs> curls for the girls. That <sighs> was a long time ago, man. It was a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I've come down, my children. <laughs> to um, but you know, be, being being a ball headed dude now is cool, man. It's cool. It's one of the most liberating things that I've ever done in my entire life. That one, shaving my head was amazing. The other one was getting braces mm. when I was in my thirties. I was thirty three years old when I put braces on. Nice, dude. Nice. You know, honestly, they lie to you about this Invisalign, folks. Do not get Invisalign. Don't do it. They're lying to you. They're gonna keep you with those plastic trays in your mouth for like a day. And nothing will happen. Your teeth will still be jacked. Oof. Yeah, no, no bueno. So man. just like regular braces that are God, just like dude, you know, man, just, right out there like okay, grills. It's okay, man. It's okay. You should just own it. Just own it. Make sure you carry a toothpick and a toothbrush around because then you don't want to have broccoli and spinach all around your face. But <laughs> especially if you're trying to date. But at least look. All it tells me, uh, people that get braces when they're adults, uh, there's a couple of things that are happening here. Number one, that they're willing to commit themselves to something. Number two, they're confident enough uh, that um, they're trying to do something for themselves, you know, and, and also that they start doing uh, better financially. Yeah. Because um, it, it's certainly a, a rite of passage, you know, having, you know, straight teeth. Mm-hmm. Whenever you start making some moolah, you know, you start worrying about yourself, you know, you start looking a little better, dressing a little better, you know, going for a tan here and there. You're not ugly. You're just broke. You've, we've, all, we've all seen the meme. Right? We've all seen the meme. You're not ugly, folks. 
You just broke. So you need to work on that. You get better looking. Trust me. <laughs> you know how good looking you, you, you become when you step out of a G-Wagon? Woo! <laughs> Baby! Oh, tell me more. <laughs> Oh, tell me Oh, more. no, wow. <laughs> uh, you see, once we get past the superficialities of, um, of the Carrasco show on Saturday morning, you know, before we go on a break, I want to send a massive, massive shout-out. Speaking of looking good, um, Thursday night, uh, myself and a bunch of my buddies went down to the VIP night for the auto show that I'm going to uh, dive into a little bit uh, uh, after the show. I mean, after the break. And um, I pull out my uh, three-piece suit. I was looking fantastic. Dude, man, I clean up. Mm-hmm. I clean up like nobody's business. But the problem is this, that I haven't put it out, I mean, I put that suit out in about a year or so. It's, you know, it's, sometimes you need to invest some wardrobe stuff, right? It's nice. Was that your phone or my phone? I believe that was, that was mine. That was great. Thank you for the interruption. Um <laughs> So I put I put on the suit. The pants fit perfectly. You know my you know the the glutes area is a little tight. You know I've been doing a lot of squats for the last year, mm-hmm. so it's like it's looking firm. You know, juicy. That's the word, juicy. That's what my <laughs> wife says. All right. So then you know the shirt goes on. I put on the vest, and I start to feel a little. Pull, you know, on the lats when you start getting yoked, you know, mm-hmm. working out, you, know, you feel it, you feel it, man, you feel it, you know. So I put on the vest, it's, it's a little bit tight, I put on the jacket, it looks good, man, you know, honestly, it looks good. I have a, I gave up ties a long time ago, I stopped wearing ties for a while now, so I went through the ones that I do have left and uh, not so good, so... Whatever, so I pick one that kind of, you know, matched the suit. I get in the car to go and, uh, and pick up the boys. And as I get in the car and I'm pulling the seatbelts across with the buckle of the seatbelt, boom, I take off a button from my vest. Oh, Disaster. Geez. Uh-oh. <laughs> I had a serious wardrobe malfunction. Oh, wow. You know, you don't want that, man. You don't want to show up at the uh, at the gala of the car industry in Canada with a mix, you know, with a missing button on your vest, especially when you pull out a three piece suit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It looks sloppy. You know what I'm saying? Sloppy. So panic, dude, man. I was it, this is a panic because I don't. You know, you leave. I leave right on time, so I don't have time to go and look for my sewing kit because yes, I can sew my own buttons, people. Yeah. There are some benefits of joining the army, you know. They teach you all sorts of different things. So, what do I do? What the hell do I do? And I, I, I'm just honestly thinking, oh, should I go back home, put another suit? No, but it looked good. So, you know, something occurred to me. My genius sometimes amazes me. I, I kid you not. Okay. Why don't I call my boy Greg Lalonde at Blazer for Men? You know that men's store that I go and buy all my stuff from in Oakville? Sure, yeah. It's a little hole in the wall. It's in, the plaza, it's, it's in a plaza in the northwest corner of QEW and Dorval. And no, folks, they don't pay me for this ad. They're cheap. <laughs> we have a phone call already? Yeah, we do. We, no, but hold on a second. Let me finish the story. Yeah, then sure, I take no the worries. Focus. Don't interrupt me. Man. Yeah, Come on. no worries. Go ahead. So, Just I, you know. I, it occurred to me. I I call my buddy Greg and see what's up. So I call him up. Hey Greg, are you at the store? He says yes. What's up? And I said, dude, I need I need you. And he said, what's going on? I said, I by accident I just 
popped on a button on, on the vest of my three-piece suit, and he said, say no more, fam, come down. Woo! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He says, I got you. I picked up the boys. We went to Blazer for Man. I go inside the side door because that's the superstar door. They, they let me on the side. You know, it's a mm-hmm. secret passage. Mm-hmm. So Greg comes out. He says, where is it? What's, what's, uh, what's the problem? I gave, him, I gave it to him. He says, it'll be back in 30 seconds. Dude, man, it was unbelievable. They took it to the back. And in the meantime, while I'm waiting for the button to get sewn, I said, why didn't you just give me another tie in a, in a, in a puff? You know, those like, you know, um, pocket squares. Yep, yep, yep. $400 later, uh, <laughs> I have the button sewn onto my vest. But I can tell you this, I would have never spent that money unless... You know, the service was provided in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Folks, I kid you not, this place is not the cheapest place that you're going to go to. I, I promise you it's not. That's not what they're known for. Mm-hmm. The quality of the stuff that they sell you there is, is unreal, but that's not the reason why I go there. I go there because the service is something that I have never found anywhere else at any other place men's clothing store not Harry Rosen I'm not going to talk about my old buddy in the Danforth because he's gone the store is gone and I don't want to say anything bad about them they were great but this is different this is different you know there's people at Blazer for Man dude they keep every okay not every 95% of all my measurements <laughs> nice Everything is kept. My shoe size, my belt size, my pant, inseam, everything, dude. So when I need something, guess what? I just have to call. Mm -hmm. But you know what's best about this? They also remember all my friends' birthdays. Really? Yes, because I buy stuff from my buddies from the store. So they remember. They have their shoe size, they have everything else. So now I just make a phone call and then I just go and pick up the present that they put together for me because they have far better taste than I do. Now, like I said before, this that's not a paid endorsement, folks, but I can tell you if you want to make yourself look better, go down and see my boys at Blazer for Man in Oakville. They are fantastic. I, I have never experienced service like this in my entire life. So thank you, Greg. You saved one. You know, you, you took one for the team the other day, and thank you for looking out for your buddy Carrasco. Let's take this phone call before we go on a break. Who do we have on the line? Well, we had Dominic on the line earlier, but he hung up. So That's um, because he wanted to fight me about the Beatles. I can guarantee yeah, you. I know yeah, who Dominic yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. He wanted Folks, to <laughs> <laughs> the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And in case you haven't heard it, because I am all over the airways and the GTA, again, we are taking over the world. Zero percent is back. We have a 0% lease rate on Nissan Rogues, and I don't have many of them left. The moment I put it on the radio, they were almost all gone. So if you're looking for the absolute best deal in the city right now, you need to make it down only to Oakville Nissan. Because I'm there all the time, you're going to get to meet the handsome bastard himself. (laughs) Let's take a short break. We'll be right back.
What's the deal with Greg Carrasco? You get a radio show about cars because the word car is in your last name? If that's how it works, I'm going to change my name to Jerry Humpsalot. Who wants a test drive? He did a really good job in that song, man. He did, yeah. Antonio Banderas. And what's the name of the movie? El Mariachi or something? Um, uh, El Mariachi, I think it's called. Yeah, it the one with Salma Hayek. <sighs> Wow, yeah. Did you say Selma Hayek? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Selma Hayek, baby. (laughs) You know, I, uh, I, I met her. Really? I did, dude. Ooh. Man, it was a. Uh, I thought I told you this story, man. No, you didn't. No, yeah, man. Man, Selma, you I, met uh, Selma Hayek. I did, and uh, it was uh, it was in a different lifetime. I was uh, I was with one of the kids. The kids were my kids were little, and we were uh, paddling up in um, uh, northern Ontario in a lake, and uh, you know we were paddling the canoe, you know, along the shore there, and. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just like, you know, with a canoe, you just can go anywhere, right? Just, we don't bother anybody. But these people were swimming, like, deep into the lake. So there were two people floating there. And as I'm going by, uh, they wave. And I wave back. And then I look. And I said, wait a sec. Is that is that Sama Hayek? It's like, what? Wow. <laughs> and uh, and the dude beside her was uh, Edward Norton. Remember that one time they used to date? That yeah, was a yeah, long, yeah, yeah. That was a yeah. long time ago. Yeah, and that... Uh, Edward Norton's grandmother had a place uh, up in this cottage in the Muskokas, and um, oh, really? Yeah, man. So he wow. would uh, he would take his girlfriends up there to hang out, like away from it all. And so I that was my <laughs> social friction with <laughs> Edward Norton and Selma Hayek. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks the same. She looks the same uh, with the hair wet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, just to enhance the picture for all of you people out there. Well, Sama Hayek is like uh, one of those epic, uh, like when, when, when you say epic beauty, it's like that, 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 that's something that you could say about her. Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, she's quite something. Uh, I think that the, the best movie scene that she's ever had in all her movies. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh The movie's called From Dusk Until Dawn. Okay. Have you seen it? No, I have not. Oh, dude, man, you need, to, you need to watch more movies, man. I don't think that people watch enough movies these days. <laughs> but of the good ones, not the silly nonsense of that course, you see on course. TV yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> m- movies have, have really gone south, man. But, uh, you know, folks, I... Um, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. There's a lot of things going on there, uh, especially when it comes to interest rates. Uh, they, Nissan and Infinity really want to put a stamp on, on what's going on in the marketplace. They know that things are tough. They know the money's tight. Budgets are becoming compressed. So... Nissan Canada put a special on that uh, is available only at Oakville Infinity, of course. <laughs> wink, wink, only at Oakville Infinity. And uh, you can get a brand, brand, brand new 
Nissan Rogue at 0% lease rate on a two-year lease uh, from the base model to the top of the line. So they're very, very inexpensive right now. And if you have forgotten how much of an impact 0% makes in your lease rate, you should come down and see me because I don't have very many of them left. Do, you, do we have a phone call? Yes. Uh, Who do we have on the line? Uh, didn't leave his name, but uh, he has some issues with their car and wondering if it's worth fixing. Okay, uh, Mr. Anonymous or Mrs. Anonymous, how can the Carrasco, the mighty Carrasco, can make your life better this morning? Hey, Greg, how are you? It's Justin. Hey, Justin, what's going on, brother? What? Uh, wh- how can I help? I have an issue uh, with my 2017 Hyundai Elantra. Apparently, there was a recall. There's a bunch of issues with their uh, two-liter engines as well as their 2.4-liter engines in terms of them just basically crapping out. Um, now, I've gone through but sensors. You, but you have, like an, you have an Elantra, though. The Elantra doesn't have a 2.4-liter engine. No, I said a 2-liter and a 2.4. Okay. So both the 2.4 and the 2-liter apparently have issues. Okay. Uh, so my car started burning oil at about 180 clicks, and now um, I'm having tons of issues with sensors going. And my mechanic basically has told me now that it's just a matter of uh, replacing the timing chain, which could be a pretty hefty job, and as well as I know you said before that if it's if it's more than ten percent of the car's value, and I I don't know the value of the car like the uh, no I I said thirty I said thirty percent yeah thirty percent the moment oh, that ten percent okay. no no thirty percent ten percent you do okay. that all day long but uh, now a couple of questions for you okay so it's uh, two thousand and seventeen sure. how many kilometers do you have yeah. on the thing two hundred and what. Uh, 234,000. Okay, so 234,000 on a vehicle that is seven years old, right? Mm-hmm. All right, yes, so sir. you've driven this thing. The car doesn't owe you anything. Really, it doesn't owe you anything. Correct. You have yeah. gone to the moon and I back do. with your car. <laughs> a quarter, quarter of a million kilometers on an Elantra is a fantastic, fantastic number of kilometers. Now, what a lot of people don't know, Justin, is that many cars, uh, they burn oil by by default. You will always be burning oil. It happens. Uh, then as the vehicles get older, the rings become worn and so on and so on. Next thing you know, you get smoke coming out of the tailpipe and so on. Now... With those vehicles, you need to do a uh, timing chain and water pump, uh, but you're not supposed to chain, uh, uh, change the timing chain. That's the reason why it's a chain. Timing belts, were, you were supposed to do at 96,000 kilometers, but timing chains, other than being adjusted, I don't think that you need to replace it. Now, are you servicing your vehicle at a Hyundai store? No, I bet you that you're not. Uh, no. Okay, so no. That, that's, your, that's your problem right there. When was the last time you took it to a Hyundai dealer? To be quite honest with you, I've never taken it to a Hyundai dealer. The I, reason being is I bought it I bought it used from, at the time, I, I didn't have much established credit, and I went to this place called Approval Genie. I'm not sure if you ever heard of them, but oh, good I basically God. was, yeah, it was, and you know what, like, good I mean, God. the interest rate wasn't so bad considering, you know what I mean? But good at the time, it was what it was, right? Yeah. <laughs> And I know I, I I thought it was sketchy too because they kept telling me that you know it was from Quebec and I haven't I've heard Good some God. things about cars from yeah Quebec. anything from <laughs> Quebec is sketchy folks. <laughs> <laughs> Anything from Quebec is sketchy, uh, but you know, m- my brother. How long have you been listening to the show? Oh man, I call you all the time. I called you many times, man. I've been listening. Yes, for but years listen to me, and this is the problem, right? You know, have you learned nothing from me? 
Dude, come on, man! You're hurting me. You're hurting my feelings because you see. Well, look, I'll be, I'll I, be I, honest with you. I, go ahead. I can't call in a lot because I work, and and I don't get your radio station. I work downtown, and I don't get your radio station, so I always listen to the podcast afterwards. So I can't call in, right? No, but what so I'm saying to you I, is, I is dude, to- listen, listen to me. I want you to hear me out on this. Okay, you drive a Hyundai. I don't work for Hyundai anymore. I work with I, I worked with him for about five years. Don Romano is a fantastic dude. In fact, I saw him at the VIP night, but he's famous now, so I didn't I didn't want to bother him. There's enough people around him, you know, waiting for the uh, more famous for, than for the the Greg Carrasco. No, Don Don Romano is a goddamn legend, dude. He honestly he revolutionized <laughs> the way that cars are, were being sold in Canada. Yeah, I know. I've heard you talk about him before. You know, he's he's a good dude, man. He's one of those very 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 vi- small visionaries. They're once in a lifetime guys. But um, anyway, so what I'm saying to you is that I, I no longer work with Hyundai. So it, it, it's, this is no hair off my nose, whether you go and service your vehicle at a Hyundai store or not. All I'm saying to you is that you could literally add years and years and years of a usable life to your vehicle by servicing your car at the dealer. I'm telling you, man, I, I, I can't emphasize this enough. And people say, oh, you know, dealers will scam me. Oh, Really? They was cameo, eh? So we have a fifty million dollar facility, and we are in in the business of scamming you for a hundred dollars. You see, dealerships have a reputation to keep. They are embedded into the community. They have they employ members of the community, and and they have something to protect because we are higher. We are built to represent and service that primary market area. So now. You have a vehicle with a quarter of a million kilometers that should have lasted you 400,000 kilometers unless something went amiss along the way. And I think that what went amiss with your Elantra along the way was you. You were the worst thing that happened to your car, Justin. What's going on here, man? (laughs) What is going on? This is your behavior. Your behavior with your car. Listen to this. That's your behavior with your car. It needs to be flushed down the toilet, man. This is no bueno. No bueno. So how are you going to correct your behavior? I think that you need automotive therapy. That's what I think you need. I need automotive therapy? Yeah, man. You need to, we need to take you to a therapist for them to teach you how to care for the things that oh, you man, supposedly I, love. A therapist will bring more than car issues, though, let me tell you. <laughs> so I need you to do me a favor, okay? Uh, where do you live? I live in Vaughan. You live in Vaughan. Is that uh, close to Good Bridge? Is it by Good Bridge, right? Yeah, I, I'm close to uh, the Maple Auto Mall there, off of uh, what is that, Jane? I think Jane and Rutherford. Yeah. So all the there Nissan is? stores yeah. in that area are owned by the um, Sankin Group. It's the Alta Group, Alta, you know, Maple mm-hmm. Maple Nissan and all those guys. All right, they are a very very good organization. My buddy Suhail runs them. Okay, so this is what I need you to do. I need you to book an appointment at either Alta Nissan. Or Maple Nissan. Okay. Hold on a second. Okay. Listen to me. I know that they're not a Hyundai store, but I'm telling you, because you clearly don't like your, your Hyundai store. And go get them to have a look at your car. Said, you know, hey, listen, I know that this is not a Nissan, but can you give me an assessment? Do I need to do something? Now, ideally, you would go to a Hyundai store. Do you know anybody at a Hyundai store? Um, I don't, but I did call the Maple Hyundai because I had heard that there was a recall. In I don't like those to- guys. The issues there. Yeah, I don't like those guys. I, but no, okay. Well, no, the, I, the, I, the I owner, the, the owner is not a nice guy. If it's the same owner that I remember, he was not a nice guy. 
Um, and I don't like cowards. But uh, anyways, I'm going to get in trouble on, on the radio now. So <laughs> I'm going to stop. Greg, stop. You see, this is one of the reasons why people listen to me, because I don't hold back. I don't, I don't particularly care. You know, I don't work for him. Oh, but, yeah. uh, you know, when people are straight up and we have conversations, that's a good thing. But uh, now, you know, I like the owner of Thornhill and Richmond Hill Hyundai. I like that guy. I honestly did. I should have. I should have never left him. He was a good guy at the time. Now, I love my partners now, which is a different story. But you know, at the time, go see. Let me see. Uh, who can you go see? Where are you closer to, Thornhill or Richmond Hill? Ah, uh, Thornhill. Thornhill. Okay. The general manager there. The guy's name is Drew. I have known Drew for quite a long time. And uh, he is the acting general manager now at uh, Thornhill Hyundai. Just tell him that I sent you. And uh, get them to have a look at your vehicle to give you an assessment and see if this vehicle needs to be replaced altogether. They'll probably charge you $150, $160 for a diagnosis. But it's mm-hmm. worth the money because 160 bucks to find out whether you can fix this vehicle or not, is, it could potentially yeah. save you tens of thousands of dollars. You know what well, I'm saying? I know that the timing chain is not not a not a. It's a pretty costly repair, and and I know like like I said, I thought you said ten percent, and I was mistaken. No, it's thirty percent. If the vehicle is ten grand yeah. and you have to spend thir- you know three thousand dollars in order for you to keep it on the road, uh, yeah. you need to you know you need to reassess your decisions in there. But you know, go do see. You, do you know offhand what the value of of a twenty seventeen Elantra is? Like, I guess, is there such thing as this? I've heard it in like you know in past a blue book. Oh, oh I, I can tell it. you uh, what a eight year old vehicle with a quarter of a million kilometers is worth. How much gas tank do you have in your tank? <laughs> Dude, come on, man. Come on. So then it's worth $100. Look, I think that for junk, they will give you maybe $500. That's what they'll give you for that car. Now, knowing all that you know, do not sell the vehicle yeah. retail, dude. Do not pass your problems to somebody else. Justin, yeah. you're better than that. You are better than that. Don't do it, man. Because you're gonna you're gonna sell it. You may get you know a couple of grand for somebody, but you're gonna sell it to an unsuspected young kid that needs a vehicle to go to work and you know go to the grocery store and get a part time job, and that thing is gonna blow yeah. up. Don't do it. Yeah. Promise. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I promise, I promise. Okay, go see. I had it on Marketplace. I did have it on Marketplace with all the issues listed above it. And yeah. I still, honestly, I got a lot of lot of, lot of hits on it. But a lot of sketchy people of probably people. called you. But, you know, yeah. go, go see my buddy Drew at Thornhill Hyundai. He's a good guy. They will look after you. Tell him that Greg sent you, and they'll take care of you. Thank you for the call, buddy. Thank you, Greg. Thank take you. Take care, brother. <sighs> you see? Carrasco changing lives. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. We're going to take a very, very short break and tell you what my highlight of the VIP night was at the uh, Toronto International Auto Show that opens this weekend, folks. Don't miss it. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And right now, the lease rate is 1.99 in Infinity QX50s. What? What? We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture. And if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. David Hasselhoff here. 
Now, I have one thing to say that you need to make better life choices. Listen to the Greg Carrasco show. song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, be happy, in every life we have some trouble, but when you worry you make it double, don't worry, be happy, and we are back. What a good string of songs we're playing this morning, man. Come on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come on. You know, my boy, um, Sean Ryan from Oakville Nissan, my sales manager there, and um, Jay Sung, you know, sat down yesterday for the creative side of of the show, putting some songs together. Um, I want to give you the heads up, folks. Uh, I I really hope you're listening to the show this morning because... um, For a while now, I keep getting phone calls and comments and messages and emails and all sorts of different communications asking me to bring a divorce lawyer on the show, Hmm. now also known as family law. (laughs) She hates when I say divorce lawyer is so dramatic. So for next hour... And we are going to have a family lawyer with us asking, you know, answering all sorts of different questions. So if you are married and it's going sideways on you, there's a 70% probability it's going sideways on you. Mm-hmm. Or you're about to get married or one of your kids is thinking about getting married or you're in the middle of a battle. You're in the, in the battlefield. You're in the trenches now. And you need to have some sort of visibility and advice in relation to family law. You may want to tune in. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You can, you can go around your life and do your thing. But this show thrives in providing a benefit to you. You know, every show we try to teach you something. Every show we try to show you something. Every show we try to make you laugh. And if we can educate the masses in any way, shape, or form, the job is done. So we have a divorce lawyer coming on the other side of the hour, and also she is an absolute savage. I'll explain why I say that on the other side of the hour. So don't forget, 289-275-9600, 289-275-9600 is the phone number. You may want to start calling now, <laughs> so when she gets in, you're one of the first in line, as opposed to your lawyer's office that will make you wait for two hours. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Sounds like my doctor's office, too. <laughs> but at least it's not 24-hour wait time like the Oakville General Hospital. Yikes. Huh. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Huh. We need a two-tier health system. But I don't want to digress. 
I've been promising to talk to you about the VIP night of the car show since the beginning of the show. But as you all know, I have the memory span of a goldfish. <laughs> Three seconds flat. And my mind just wonders. Many people don't understand that the show is not scripted. It's all ad lib. This is just content. It's living inside my brain. Scary sometimes, Lex. Does it scare you sometimes, the stuff that we talk about here? No, not at all, man. No? Not at all. I just try to share my life, man. This is therapy for me. That's cool, man. I like it. So, look, I uh, myself and a bunch of my buddies, uh, I brought some car business buddies with me, and I also brought some jiu-jitsu buddies with me to even the odds. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful thing to have some uh, tough guys with me on the show. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> Greg and his handlers. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my security detail was with me. It was, yeah. um, it was amazing. But uh, look, I um, you walk into the main entrance and uh, you go up the escalator. If you um, if you go to the left, uh, you're gonna find Nissan and Infinity. And uh, that's that's as far as I needed to go to see how much. Uh, how far Nissan and Infinity have come over the last few years. I mean, I started with Nissan in the very, very, very early 90s, 92, 93. I don't remember now. It's a long time ago. Uh, but, um, dude, man, the cars they have now, is they've really come such a long way. And, look, I know you're going to say, oh, but you work with Nissan Carrasco, and when you're working with Hyundai, you're saying the same thing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to tell you? Would you want me to sell you Hyundai's now? I can because they're fantastic cars. But I represent Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, so I need to give you the competitive advantage of coming to see me and my crew at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. But um, they had this really, really awesome looking. I don't know if it's slate gray or something. Somebody, somebody called it once dead person color. Is have you ever, have you no, ever heard, of this? heard of that term? <laughs> yes. I mean, like, I, I have an idea of what it could look like, but I've never actually heard about it in that particular wording. <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful, dude. It was beautiful. And uh, person color. Yeah, it's, wow. a four, it's a 400 set that they had there. It was just amazing looking, dude. It was unbelievably looking. Uh, they had an, a Nismo. Uh, a couple of Nismo vehicles there. They had a, the, the new Frontier all done up, the new Rogue all done up. Mm-hmm. But um, if you keep on going, um, the brand new Infinity QX80 uh, monograph was there in display. Ooh. And for me, that stole the show. Folks, if you haven't seen, if you are into luxury trucks, if you like those big hulking SUVs that uh, make no sense and every time you step in the gas, a baby seal dies somewhere, I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I'm among friends. Oh, dude. that Look at it. Please look at it, man. I, I, I need you to see this. The the brand new, I believe it's, it's going to come out as a 2025 um, Infinity QX80 monograph is one of the most beautiful vehicles that I have ever seen in real life. It's bigger, longer, wider, taller, uh, more luxurious. It's got definitely better tech inside than the other one did. And um, I, I, de- I decided to open up the pre-order bank at Oakville Infinity, even though I'm not allowed to do it yet, but I don't care. I've always had a very healthy disregard for what is legal. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I will take orders at Oakville Infinity. You know, save one up because I th- these things are going to get snatched up so real fast. It's not even funny. You know, the actual lights of the vehicle, they resemble digital piano keys. What? Yeah, man, look at it. I am. Oh yeah. no, 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 I am looking at yeah. it. I'm just like I'm trying to find the right. I'm, I'm I'm trying to find the right picture for it right now, uh, so I could put it up on the stream. But like I'm looking at it. Oh, just like, second. You just know, keep, keep talking. I'm gonna go to your side. Okay, I'll keep talking. Keep talking. It's beautiful car. It's like I'm looking at it, and it's like what is it, in chrome too. Um, my goodness, this is beautiful. If you're looking at the right one. Uh, no, that is definitely not it. Okay, okay. Let me see. You're moving too fast. Scroll up. No, go 2025 Infinity QX. All right, 2025 Infinity QX80. QX80. Yeah, but you need 2020. to put 2025, yeah. Looks... Uh, click on that there. There it is. Look at that. Woo! Oh, my goodness gracious. Woo! I love it. Oh, my goodness gracious. Looks like more life goals for me now, I see. Jeez. That's that. That's, that speaks to me, man. That really speaks to me. Did you say me. goodness gracious? Yes, I'm on the radio. Oh my god! <laughs> I ain't gonna. You s- remind me of Hugh Grant in the movie Not in Hell when he says "Oopsie Daisies." <laughs> <laughs> remember that scene in the movie "Oopsie Daisies"? Yeah, I remember Did that. Did you just scene. say "Oopsie Daisies"? <laughs> goodness gracious! My goodness gracious! Hey, man, I'm on the radio. I ain't looking. I ain't looking to cancel myself, yo. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I when you walk into the car show this weekend or the, for the rest of the week, because I think it ends not this Sunday, obviously, it just started today. Uh, it ends the following weekend. You need to make it down and have a look at it because it's going to blow you away. If that's what you're looking for, Hyundai is immediately across. They have a phenomenal lineup. That new Santa Fe, dude, mm-hmm. they will, the new Santa Fe will make you salivate. It's a beautiful, beautiful vehicle. Uh, also, immediately decided they had the cyber truck yeah it was like what this thing is nuts a cyber truck what in the world sheesh the, the cyber truck is a lot bigger than you could ever imagine you know picture picture the big, the biggest suv that you've ever seen and then double it it's is honestly it's kind of abnormal is is surreal sounds, um, sounds you know like i think that the lawyer is downstairs can you let her in i'll yeah, keep on sure. talking for like two minutes all righty um, but anyway, so when you when you go into the car show, um, you know, make sure that you go and support the car manufacturers that uh, were gutsy enough to show up at the show. There was a couple of them that were missing, and uh, it, it is unfortunate because, as you all know, I I have always been a big fan of Mercedes. Uh, Mercedes Benz, in my opinion, um, arguably makes the best car on the planet. They are fantastic cars, and uh, they were not at the show. It's a shame. I don't know if they don't if they don't want to come down from you know limbo to mingle with the regular guys, uh, but unfortunately they don't um, they they were not on the show. I don't think the VW was there. I couldn't see them. I did not see uh, BMW. I have no idea where they are. So maybe I missed it altogether. Uh, uh, Grand Touring has um, uh, a little tiny area on the. Uh, second floor of the basement. You know, the, you have the North Metro Toronto Convention Center and you have the South side of the uh, Metro Toronto Convention Center. And, uh, they have a little tiny area, you know, by Porsche. And, ooh, dude, they had a $3 million electric car. I don't know who would be dumb enough to buy a $3 million electric car. I don't get that. $3 million for an electric? Dude. 
I don't know why anybody would ever do such a thing. Folks, don't ruin your car experience by buying an electric car. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the future, my future is not electric. Mm. My future is electrifying, but it's not electric for sure. You know, future, the only electric in my life is my personality. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way. That's yeah, the way people get zapped. <laughs> <laughs> people come in touch with me and they get zapped. Hey, man, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you know, our version of Dwayne The Rock Johnson over here, the most electrifying man in all of entertainment here in Toronto. Well, maybe I am the most electrifying man in the whole car industry in Canada. There you go. There you go. If you smell what Carrasco is cooking. Oh, yeah, that is The Rock. I don't watch wrestling. You caught me off guard with that. It's like, what am, what am I cooking? <laughs> what am you I cooking? You listen to my show in the, on, on Sunday nights, man. No, Ringside no, no. Heat, 7 o'clock p.m. here at Saga 960. <laughs> Sunday nights. Sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. I will not subject myself to professional wrestling. Now, there's a lot of people who listen to this. And uh, I want to send a big shout out to my, uh, my nephew, CJ. Uh, CJ is a huge, huge wrestling fan, and I know that he spent last night at a at a sleep clinic. The little guy, uh, he's like six years old or so. He's like this little dude, and he's a savage man. He does jujitsu. He's a goalie. He likes wrestling. He's like a dude. He watches hockey all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like he's like a dude's dude. Mm -hmm. And every time he walks into the jujitsu school, he says, "Can we fight?" Can we fight? Can we fight? One day I was playing with him. Honestly, I was just playing with him. Next thing I know, he grabbed this belt and he wrapped it around my neck. He was legit trying to kill me. Oh. Dude, man, he's a savage. But uh, a big shout out to CJ and uh, obviously Olivia. But uh, I know that CJ was uh, uh, in, you know, getting his, um, his sleep thing measured. That thing is very, very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But folks, like I promised, we're going to take a very short break. And we have the law on our side of the street. Oh, yeah. She's a savage. And I will explain why she is also, you know, uh, received that uh, adjective. She tried to kill me last night. <laughs> Not in the ways that you think. We have a lawyer in the house. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Don't miss out on the 0% lease rate. It's only while units last, and I don't have very many of them. We'll be right back after the break. The phone number is 289-275-9600. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. There's a place called Kokomo. That's where you want to go to get away from it all. Hey, what's up, sports fans? Forrest Griffin here, and I want you to check out the Greg Carrasso Show. Check him out. Greg and the gang. Uh, yeah, enjoy. It is time for Greg Carrasco! Kick it! Whoa, it's the Greg Carrasco Show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guest. From the East Coast to the West, who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn, he's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live, here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car 
talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on the boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. This show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host, Greg Carrasco. Slackers. If you're listening to me for the first time, you're one of the lucky ones because we are Canada's largest radio show on weekends, and also you're one of the enlightened ones, if I say so myself. This is the Greg Carrasco show. We are we've been on air for a very, very, very long time, and like every single Saturday morning, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, which is where I um, hang my hat. Just whatever you do, don't come and see me on Tuesdays. Like, really don't bother me on Tuesdays. My phone is off. I don't look at texts. I don't look at emails. I do laundry, folks, on Tuesday. Very, very important. Respect me. <laughs> you know how many people call me on Tuesday, dude? It's crazy. Like really? everybody, Yeah, man. And it's oh, usually people from head office. Like, oh, we're having a meeting. Uh, we, you know this next meeting that could have been an email? Yes, Tuesday. <laughs> it happens all the time. But uh, in typical Carrasco fashion, folks, you have been asking me about this for a very, very, very long time. Because as you all know, I am a firm believer in the, uh, in the institution of marriage. I've been happily married a few times. <laughs> I'm worth a fraction, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, I, I do believe that as an adult, you do need to have certain heroes in your life, like some some people in your life that are part of your the part of your tribe. You need to have a good accountant. You have to have a good accountant, folks. If you are any any self respecting person, you need to have a good accountant. You need to have a good financial advisor, and you know I. Obviously, I do business with Money Mike because he's on the show very often, putting some sense into the show. But you also need to have a good lawyer, a real estate lawyer and a family law lawyer. You have to have it. Why? Because it's not so much about what you don't know. It's about what you don't know that you don't know. You know, the un- it's not the unknown, it's the unknowable. And they're different things. So we talk about relationships here all the time. And uh, I don't think a lot of people understand how serious this institution is clearly you know they're walking away uh, from the institution at a 50 to 60 maybe even 70 percent rate so we are clearly making the decisions you know the decision of getting married for the wrong reasons why it's not working out either that or there are some incentives for people not to remain in that noble institution so 
I, I guess my, my, my first question, uh, you know, and this is before I, I introduce her because she's fantastic. If marriage is the leading cause for divorce, <laughs> wouldn't avoiding marriage be the best legal advice that you can give? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, that's the pace. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. Good morning, Rebecca. How are you? Good morning, Greg. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. You know, I, I'm super, super happy to have you here because... From time to time, you know, my my worlds collide. And uh, just to give you a little bit of background, folks, about uh, how long has it been now since we've known each other? Six months? Uh, around there. Yeah, but I think maybe four to, four to five months. Four to five months or so. And, you know, you see she's accurate, too. I like that. Uh, it's uh, 4.7 months. Uh, get it right, Carrasco? No. So I, I get a phone call from someone uh, that is looking at joining a jiu-jitsu school. And we started to chat. And what do you want to do it? And so on and so on. Next thing I know, she shows up at our jiu-jitsu academy. Um, now, this was a, you know, she became one of the perfect clients because not only she's uh, one of the best new students that we've ever had really at the school, but also all your friends are doing jiu-jitsu with us. So there is a whole group of people. So a, f- a couple of weeks ago, you were talking to me that purple belts don't, don't train with you. So I said, okay, let's train. And that was last night. She actively tried to kill me, Lex. You know, really? she just she just looks nice, but she literally was trying to murder me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was you know, trying my best. <laughs> how, how did that turn out? <laughs> uh, not very good. So, <laughs> it's, it's jujitsu is something. How much has, has jujitsu impacted your life? I mean, before we get into this law conversation, yeah, it's amazing. I I train almost every day. I love it so much. It just clears my head and just. When I'm doing jiu-jitsu, I don't think about anything else, right? So, obviously, the profession is very mentally draining. Yeah, I can imagine. So, every day, you know, you're very focused on what you need to do. But then, at the end of the day, when I do jiu-jitsu, I don't have to worry about anything else. So It's about surviving. And Do you, do no. you find that it adds perspective into your life? Because, you know, I... My life is hard, mm-hmm. and, and not so hard because it's like, oh, personal struggles, anything like that. It's just that I work really, really, really hard. I deal with the public mm-hmm. every day. And sometimes when work is the hardest thing you do, then you start hating your work. You start hating your job. But my work is not the most difficult thing I do. It's jujitsu. Mm-hmm. So it seems like jujitsu prepares me to handle with all this stuff, and, and everything else seems like, this is so easy now. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Everything that we do in jiu-jitsu is a challenge, right? You're constantly thinking. You're thinking about the next move and how to defend yourself and all that. So it it definitely is more challenging than what I do. Well, and and that makes me super happy. And, uh, you know, you're you're very young. Um, How long, you know, how old were you when you said law is where I want to go? Because, uh, you know, you're one of those very few people that are very young age you know, seem to have a clear picture of where you're going. When did you make that decision that you wanted to get into family law and criminal law for that matter? Uh, It was in high school. So I took uh, a law course in high school and then really liked it. So I decided to uh, study political science at Western for my undergrad. And then I went to law school after that. So you, you've been practicing now for a while, and um, now you, you've have you specialized in family law? You do criminal and family law, correct? Yes. So I articled in criminal and family law, so I'm trained in both. Yeah. Uh, after I was called to the bar, I started practicing in both criminal and family law. Uh-huh. And then now at this firm that I'm working at, I practice almost exclusively in family law, but I still do some criminal law. How... 
And this is all, you know, these are questions that I ask myself because, as you know, my son is also in law school and, you know, he's going to have mm-hmm. to make some choices at, at some point. Um, how do you personally, before we get into the, you know, the professional side, how do you personally deal with how awful it can be sometimes when you see the breakdown of the family? Because you have to deal with that on a, on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. How, how do you deal with that? Well, obviously I'm sympathetic and yeah. I, I, I value showing compassion in my practice and, and taking a compassionate approach. But at the same time, I don't let it personally affect me. So I don't go home and think about the problems that my clients are facing. I, tr- I try to distance myself and create that boundary. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, going to jujitsu <laughs> helps me <laughs> just kind of clear my mind as well. So... Um, when I'm at work, I'm focused and I I focus on the problems at hand. But uh, outside of that, I try to create boundaries. You know, it's something really, really important. The word boundaries is something that is so misunderstood uh, as to how much you let in. Because uh, people can literally just dump on you mm-hmm. and uh, with all the problems, especially since uh, many people don't understand what a family law lawyer does mm-hmm. you know you, you're not a counselor you're not as you know a psychologist you're not a therapist mm-hmm. do, do you think that there is a common misunderstanding uh, or misconception as to what your job is absolutely uh, people call us all the time asking for marriage advice and that's not what we do <laughs> um, a part of what I do is in a way uh, being an ear for them and listening to their story. And sometimes they just sometimes they just want someone to talk to, right? Sometimes they just want someone to listen to their problems. And um, that's one of the roles that I, I hold. But primarily as a family lawyer, we deal with the uh, breakdown of the relationship and how to navigate the legal system as a result of that. But also it could, it, not necessarily the breakdown, it could also be you're starting a relationship, right? You're yeah. starting to live with someone, so you want to do a cohabitation agreement, or you're about to get married, so you want to do a prenup or a marriage contract. So it's not necessarily always the breakdown of a relationship, but um, it's usually it usually is for the most part. Do you... Have you noticed that um, people don't place enough emphasis to a prenuptial agreement or a cohabitation agreement? And by by the time they realize that they're so far into the relationship, it's too late. Yes. Now, very common. It, it you know, before we go into the most common mistakes that people make, um, folks, the phone lines are open. Uh, this is a this is a family law hour. If you have questions about divorce, about marriage, about support, about custody, you name it. I know that you guys are feeling it right now. And if you're thinking about uh, stepping out, (laughs) you should know what's going to happen to you. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. We have a lawyer in the house. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We're going to reset. We're going to have a short break, and then we're going to dive right in to some of the most common mistakes that people make as it pertain to family law. We'll be right Hey, hey, what's up? 
up Toronto. When the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks under his bed for me. Ken Shamrock here, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hello, Toronto. No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. Hey, Jerry Springer here. You know, I've met some pretty messed up people in my life, but I got to tell you, this guy takes the cake. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Folks, we have a family law lawyer in the house. So if you have any family matters, <laughs> family matters. That's a play on words there. Family does matter. And that's <laughs> what we need to address it very, very early on. If you're thinking about shacking up somebody and just, you know, making them your partner for life. You know, we, I'm telling you, folks, we make marriage decision for the wrong reasons. Don't marry the person that makes you weak at the knees. Don't do that. Don't marry the one that gives you butterflies in the stomach. Butterflies go away. They don't last very long. It is my humble opinion that you should marry somebody that brings you peace. Peace. Mm-hmm. That's what a man needs. We need peace. We're fighting the wolves out there in the in the universe every single day. So when, we, when I come home, I don't want a challenge. I don't want to fight. Yep. Leave me alone. Be <laughs> nice. Be nice to me. <laughs> 289-275-9600 is the phone number. We have Rebecca here, our lawyer, in-house lawyer. So who do we have on the line? Gary? We've got Gary on the line. Put him on right now. Hey, Gary, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. How can I make your life better this morning? Hi, good morning, everyone. I uh, hope all is well with, uh, with everyone. Um, just a question in regards to uh, a change in um, a parenting schedule, whereas I am now the, uh, the parent who has the child more. Um, he's 11 years old. Uh, as per the court order, it's about 10 years old. He used to be primarily with his mom. And now... Um, being that the school's closer to me, um, it's been about a couple months now that um, the child's residing mainly with me. Um, so I don't know what the step is. I mean, I'm still paying child support um, table amount uh, through FRO. Uh, and I don't know, I mean, I don't really want to ruffle any feathers because um, I don't want things to go back to the old way. So I don't know what the best way is to go about uh, addressing this. That's a, that's a very good question, Gary. And you know, uh, be, before I let Rebecca talk about this, uh, the number of guys that are in unfair situations and they stay in those unfair situations just so they don't ruffle any feathers is unreal. Yeah. So sit tight and Rebecca is going to try to help you with this. Yes, Gary, that Thank is actually you. a very common problem that we face. And Greg is absolutely correct. A, a lot of fathers actually, um, in, in order to just not cause any problems, they just stick with uh, whatever the current order is or the, or the current arrangement, even if it's uh, to their detriment. Um, I, I want to start off by saying that what I, the information I provide is not legal advice. So um, yep. you should certainly consult uh, a family lawyer of your choosing and and actually provide more information to them and they can give you proper legal advice. But this is just a general information for, for you and for anybody right. else listening. So okay. 
<clears throat> first thing is to, uh, of course, have a conversation with your partner, see if they're agreeable to uh, to change anything. So you're the primary parent now, so technically um, you're not supposed to be paying support. So right. if the child is primarily residing with you, then the other party should be paying support to you. Um, so that's right. that's something that you should have a conversation about. And uh, if, if if she's not agreeable and, um, you know, she's making it difficult and there's nothing else you can do, then you might have to go to court. That might be something that uh, you should consider. And you would have to bring a motion to change because you have a final order. So the motion to change would have to... Um, you would have to establish a material change in circumstance, which is something that was uh, something that happened that was unforeseeable at the time of the final order. So then you would have to indicate to the court what has changed and why you need a different final order. Um, now, do I should I take it as gospel? Whereas if she's unagreeable, um, it, it won't be done on consent, right? Uh, as far as the motion, it would have to be she would have to contest to it, um, which I don't even know how she'd have a leg to stand on. I mean, unless she were to, you know, change the schedule back to what, what's laid out in the final order, which would be detrimental to me and my daughter, uh, mainly her, my daughter, because it would be just too much commuting back and forth um, to and from school, etc. Yeah, um, if, it's, if it's not on consent, no. then it would have to be contested and you would have to show why the change is in the best interest of your daughter. Right. Well, and there, okay. thank you, thank you so much for the phone call, Gary, and I, and I really hope that that gave you some some visibility on it. The phone number is two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred is the phone number. If you have any questions about family law, this is your time, folks. Now, this is not legal advice, okay? This is general information. So, you know, if you if you really need a lawyer, then we are going to give you uh, the place where you can find Rebecca. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to try to give you some general information about family law, and that's what this is about. Two eight nine two seven five ninety. Six hundred is the phone number. Now, uh, why would anybody uh, give up the custody right when the moment that you do and it goes the other way, you have to start paying child support? So this is not in the best interest of the child, really. It's it's in the interest of the person that is receiving the child support. Is it not Mm -hmm. the case? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it it really depends on each family. So... um, it depends on where the parties live. So if they live farther away, if the child is enrolled in a certain school in a certain city or district, then uh, it would be in the best interest of that child. Or at least an argument can be made, it would be in the best interest of the child for them to remain in that school with mm-hmm. that parent. Right. So uh, people can be selfish and they can uh, manipulate the family law system to in order to avoid paying support. Mm-hmm. And they can use the argument that it's in the best interest of the child for them to live with them. But... It, Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. So it really just depends. But, you know, here is the problem, though. If, if, if Gary, for example, wanted to start this motion, number one, he mm-hmm. needs to hire a lawyer. Number two, he needs to put a motion forward. Number three, he needs to engage his ex-partner. That is going to have an effect on the child. It's going to have an effect on his finances. It's going to have an effect on his life. Like, there is no incentive for a man to go out there and fight for this. Or any, I mean, any person that happens to be in this situation, whether it's male or female, is not restricted. It's just mm-hmm. that traditionally is, yeah. is the dude, the one that finds themselves in this position. You know, what what advice sort of would you give somebody like that, that is in that position just to leave it alone? Because that's ultimately what it comes down to. Well, it depends on the person, but sometimes you have to go to court, right? Not We don't encourage people to go. We don't say, 
court is the first option. We always try to encourage out-of-court resolution as much as possible. But sometimes if the other party is being extremely difficult and you're stuck in a situation that's completely unfair for you, mm-hmm. then you you might need a judge's opinion. You might need an actual court order in order to resolve your case. So yes, it's going to result in conflict and it's going to cost money and time, but I don't, it's a it's a small sacrifice you you have to make in order to get a lasting result that works in your favor in the long run. You know, I I, I completely understand that. Now, when you are when you're in the process of getting married, is that the time when you need to set out what you're going to do as it pertains to the children, or you have to do it afterwards, or you can do this any time? Well. You should certainly have that conversation with your partner before you get married. Again, I'm not a marriage counselor or anything, no. but uh, I strongly encourage communication with your partner. Um, first of all, talk about whether you want kids. And then um, you could talk about parenting styles and, and what arrangements would be made for the children, who would pay what. Um, in terms of, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but in terms of a marriage contract, um, There are sometimes people who want to include a clause that says, uh, if we have children, then and in the event that we separate, there'll be no child support that's payable. You can certainly include that clause in your marriage contract, but it's not enforceable by the court because child support is the right of the child. So whether the parents agree to pay or not pay doesn't really matter. If if this agreement ever goes before a judge, it's, there's going to be child support payable. So there are things that you can put in an actual marriage contract as it pertains to child support and the children that is not enforceable? For child support, it's not no. enforceable. Uh, I mean, if you include a clause that says there's no child support payable, then if that agreement ever goes before a court, then mm-hmm. um, and one party chooses to rely on it and say, well, we agree that there's no child support that's going to be payable for, for our child, yeah. it's, it's not enforceable. Now, what happens if you have adult children? Mm-hmm. Because that's that's a thing. Uh, does it the person that receive who receives the child support does it ever get transferred from the parent to the adult child? So child support is payable to the parent mm-hmm. for the child. So there are situations where some parents choose to pay support directly to their adult children. Uh-huh. Um, but if there's a final court order which says that pay, child support is payable to that parent, and let's say the parent is paying directly to the child, and if it's enforced through the Family Responsibility Office, the Family Responsibility Office won't um, won't consider, I mean, Right off the bat, they won't consider the payment that was paid to the child. You would have to make that argument to show that support was paid. So again, you're going to have to go to court and show that that payment was made directly to the child. So in other words, everything has to go to court in order for it to be valid in any way, shape or form. Not necessarily. So an agreement between parties is binding. If okay. if um, if it was properly done, so that's a that's another conversation. If if you want me to talk about that, yeah, of course, of <laughs> course, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, um, for an agreement to really be solid, I always say there should be at least two things. The first is um, exchange of financial information, so both yeah. parties have to understand the financial circumstances of the other party yeah. before they enter into this agreement. So they're not entering into this agreement blindly. The second is they should be getting independent legal advice, both mm-hmm. parties. So if the parties choose not to disclose their finances and they choose to just enter into this agreement privately without any witnesses, without any legal mm-hmm. advice, then it's very likely that that agreement could be set aside in the future. 
So I, I never encourage parties to just uh, come up with an agreement in, in their bedroom and, and sign without anyone knowing. They should definitely get legal advice. So if the agreement was done properly and financial disclosure was exchanged and legal advice was given, then that agreement is binding and they can register that with the court. Um, it could be turned into a court order. Mm-hmm. So not nece- you don't necessarily have to go to court and battle it out and have a judge make a ruling. You could have an agreement that was made between the two parties and register that with the court. You know, I. Uh, this is, uh, again, if you have a question about this, folks, 289-275-9600 is the phone number. You know, in, in one of my marriages in the past, uh, you know, we. Uh, I thought at the time that we were splitting up amicably, so we, we downloaded a separation agreement from the Internet. We both wrote what we wanted to do, and then we went to our neighbor. <laughs> said, hey, dude, can you sign this? And he said, yeah, sure, why not? So he just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, ay, ay, ay. Well, you learn from your mistakes, oh, no, right? Yeah, that was more than a mistake. <laughs> but you know, you, you you trust people, right? At some point, you, you go into into an understanding with someone in good faith, but life changes. And that is why I always say, get a marriage contract because you're both about to get married. You're both happy. You both have good, strong feelings towards the other. And that's the perfect time to enter into a contract. The moment you separate, things get nasty. You know, a lot of people's judgments are clouded by their emotions and their negativity. So uh, they might not always be thinking straight. So that's why when you have a marriage contract, it can really protect you in the long run. Well, the way I look at a marriage contract is that you're far more likely to look after the person that you love than to look after a person that you don't like so much after the divorce. Because let's just face it, a a lot of divorces end up, you know, pretty nasty at the Mm -hmm. end. So you are far less likely to look out for the interests of your partner at the end of the relationship than at the beginning. So if there is a time for you to put the stress of a marriage contract the first, when you're in love, you know, when you are feeling those tinglies. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever felt the tinglies, Lex? You've felt the tinglies before, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Hey, that's the reason why I'm divorced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, it, I, I, I do agree with this. And, and if there was one lesson that I learned over the last, you know, 30 some odd years in, in my adult life when I've been in relationships is that you really get to know the person at the end of a relationship better than at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because when they don't need anything from you, when they don't feel anything from you, the re- the actual person comes out. And often it's not the one that you married. Mm-hmm. And then you, 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 sit your, you sit yourself across a desk with a complete stranger. And that's, that's heartbreaking. Like, it's literally heartbreaking for both sides. Yeah. But um, you avoid these things by having some contracts. So, in, which is the lead-up questions. What are the, some of the most common mistakes that people make when they first consider the idea of not only getting married, but also getting divorced? And how, I mean, this is a pretty broad question. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how to avoid some of the most common mistakes that people make? You know, um, example, you're thinking about getting married. Oh. What are some of the mistakes that people make? Well, first is not consulting a family lawyer if you decide to live with the person. Okay. So I think a common misconception is, well, we're not married, so nothing can be done if we separate. Well, not necessarily. So if you start living together and you live together for at least three years, you're common law spouses. And if you're common law, 
then there are certain uh, rights that flow from that. So uh, it's not treated exactly the same as legally married spouses, but uh-huh. there are still rights that can flow from a common law relationship. Uh, spousal support is one of them. So you just need to be mindful that if you're going to start living with someone, that there are potential family law consequences that can flow from that. And I think a lot of people don't know that. Uh, we have a phone call. Who do we have on the line? Yeah, first caller is Johnny. He wants to talk to uh, you, Rebecca. Uh, Johnny, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. How can we make your life better this morning? Johnny? How you doing? Hey, good, man. How can we make your life better this morning, Johnny? All right. I'm in a good mood today, so I'm just going to keep this short and sweet. I like your topic. Thank you. Uh, here's my question. Um, I got a beautiful son around 13, 14. I pay child support. Many years, um, his mom is not working from, you know, basically the day he was born, and that's fine, I get it. Um, But she's also bought a condo in another country where she's from, and she continues not to work here. And, you know, I'm I'm paying for him, I I do what I can, he's a great kid, top top of his game in school, there's no issues about him. But I got an issue with his mom of not contributing to my son and also to basically his needs of whatever, right, that we need to do. And it's it's not getting costly. It's just, I just wonder, I, I don't want to get nobody into trouble. It's not about that. I just wonder, how, how can they get away with this? I, I don't think I understand your question. Uh, is she, is she spend, does, does your son live with his mom or is yes yeah he, he lives with his mom um the thing is and i know like this what i'm saying is i'm i i wonder like you know i spend a lot of money on it. i'm not complaining about that but how can somebody get away with not working all these years and and i i don't know is there anything i can do about that like to get her to get her out and you know contribute because we all are men right yeah mm. um so she stopped working during the relationship. Uh, are, so with respect to child support, which is, um, I think, your question's focusing on child support, because the child lives with her, then technically you are the payor. So you're supposed to be paying the yeah. support money. Um, and I have no problem with that. Yeah. So whether she works or not is kind of irrelevant as long as you're paying the, the amount that you're supposed to pay, which is the table amount or whatever else was agreed to, uh, if you had a court order yeah. or any sort of agreement. Um, it, your question really relates to spousal support, I think. But if, if, if it's just child support, then I don't really see how her not working is, is really relevant. And I, of course, I don't have a lot of information. Um, but based on what you're telling me, as long as you're paying the amount, then if the child's living with her, she's entitled to receive that payment. Yeah, but I guess, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I, I just have a problem and of, of, you know, just and, I, and I'm sure she's not the only one. Right, like uh, but Gary, I, I just, Gary, the, re- the reality is this, man. Um, you know, you guys are not together anymore, whether she works or not. Oh, sorry, Johnny. Um, yeah. when, whether whether you're together with her or not, or whether she works or not, is none of your business. You know, like technically, yeah, really. Uh, and uh, look, I think that uh, you know, we as guys sometimes we need to look within ourselves and and ask ourselves why do we keep making these choices? Because uh, you know, your ex is your fault. You picked her. Well, that's what. And Greg, you know, the thing is, that's fine. Like I, I you know what, I. 
I want, like I, I tell even friends that I got, even buddies, hockey buddies, whatever. At one minute, we loved our, our, our spouses, right? And this is the problem that I have without like my buddies. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, it was never married. Thank God and blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, you have to accept that you're going to be paying for your kid. And at the end of the day, no matter what she's done, she's doing, as long as your kid is safe, going to school, roof over her head, he's got clothes, money, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, in my situation, now my son is asking me, why isn't mommy going to work? And I say, well, you need to discuss that with mom. Because, you know, and that, it bothers me. Johnny, Johnny hold on a second. Here. Hold on yeah. a second, Johnny. Just uh, one thing. So I don't know if you have a court order. I don't know if you have an agreement or, or whatever it is. Uh, usually... If you're paying support, there's usually a clause, if, if it was a court order, that says that financial disclosure is to be exchanged every year. So if she's not working, but you have information that she purchased a property somewhere, then perhaps she's not being upfront with her financial situation. So when you exchange disclosure on a yearly basis, that could be an opportunity for you to to investigate a little bit further into her financial circumstances. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I don't go and, you know, steer the pot. I'm just, I listen to Greg every weekend. I'm just curious about how somebody can do this. But hey, I, you know, I've accepted years ago, this is the way it is. And my kid is doing great and there's no complaints about anything. But Greg hit it, right? You made the problem, now you deal with it. And this is what we got to deal with. Right? Yeah, man. Johnny, thank you so much for calling the show. And if you have any questions about family law, call me 289-275-9600. It's a phone number. We have Rebecca in the house and she is amazing. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan. In Oakville Infinity, we are going to take a very, very, very short break. If you have a question, call me. Don't be a slacker. We'll be right back. I suppose you know that something wasn't right here. Oh, baby, baby, I shouldn't have let you go. And now you're Darcy Tucker here. And if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's too late to escape. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hey, everybody, I told you I'll be back. This time, I'm here to save you from listening to any more of the Greg Carrasco Show. Get to the chopper! Go! Go! If you think you're a woman's man, <laughs> you better have a contract. <laughs> Family law, no problem. We have a lawyer in the house. So if you have any questions about family law, child support, divorce, contractual obligations, uh, marriage contracts... Anything you can think of, 289-275-9600 is the phone number, 289-275-9600 is the phone number. Rebecca, during the break, you said that, uh, you, you know, as Johnny was talking, you remember one of the most common mistakes that people make, that um, we don't think it's a problem, but then it becomes a problem. Can you talk to, a, uh, talk to us about that? Yes. So, um, a lot of times, parties make a decision during the marriage for one party to stay at home and not work. 
Um, of course, you can do whatever you want in your marriage. Uh, even if you have a marriage contract, it doesn't forbid you from you know doing what you want. But you just need to be mindful that if you make a decision during your marriage that one party will stay at home to care for the child and, let's say, give up their career or just not work entirely or work part-time, then potentially um, they can make a very strong argument for spousal support if you separate. So um, I I do see that there are a lot of clients who, um, once they separate it, they want to go back and claim everything that they contributed during the marriage. Well, saying well, my partner didn't work and I paid for their car, I paid for the groceries, I paid for everything, so I want all of that back. Unfortunately, you can't ask for what you decide to do during the marriage. That was a decision that you made. Um, Essentially, what I like to say is whatever you contributed during the marriage, whatever you decided to do, that was your decision. And you can't now go back and ask for everything. So if you decide that one partner is not going to work, you just need to be mindful that potentially you're going to have to pay support. Potentially, you know, this makes me so angry because you make decisions because you want to be a good person. Guys want to be good guys. You know, we want to make sure that our person is taken care of. We want to make sure that they have an amazing life, that they are happy about the choice that they made to marry a producer, a provider, a conqueror. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, that comes up, you know, it comes back and bites you in the butt. There's nothing you can do about it. So you just need to be ruthless in the process. That's, you know... I think a lot of times people also think that spousal support is automatic. It's not, actually. So uh, that's a common misconception that once you're separated, that one spouse who potentially earned more has to pay spousal support. It's not automatic. The person who's asking for spousal support has has to show entitlement to it. (sighs) Entitlement. You're entitled to nothing. <laughs> I wish the world would look at them itself that way. But, you know, I have an actual question. This is, this is not an actual serious question. It's, it's, um, I, because I need to answer this. Um, do, do you mind staying with me for the next hour? Because I'm sure I have so many more questions yeah, for you. Yeah, of course. Let's say that I am living with somebody, okay? And uh, this person has a dog, Okay. A dog. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm a dog person. I, I, I like dogs. I, they just get to me. I pretend that, I, that I'm tough with dogs, but I, I love. They just melt me. I can't help it. So for whatever reason, the relationship doesn't work. Can I apply for custody rights on the dog? Is that a valid question? No, <laughs> it is. it's a valid question. Hey, listen, it's, the dog was a child of the marriage. You know, I, I'm I entitled to some sort of custody. I don't know. What there do you was think? a situation about this like years ago. I remember hearing about it on the news. I don't know. So, yeah. I mean, I'm a dog person too. I have a dog. I love my dog. My dog is my child. Yeah. Unfortunately, currently at least, um, the law treats pets as property, not children. So you would have to show ownership of who purchased the dog, who paid for the vet bills, things like that. So it's not it's not going to be um, like a custody arrangement or a parenting time situation. I mean, if you're both agreeable, you can include that in the uh, separation agreement if you do that. But a court isn't going to order that one one parent has, you know... 30% time with the dog. <laughs> Folks, you got to be careful with this, man. You got to be careful with this. And the same thing that happens, okay? So listen to this. I found out this afterwards, okay? I found this out. 
that for example if you uh, start dating uh, a single uh, um, single parent okay so the, you're dating someone that has a kid already from a previous marriage and uh, this person likes you and you hang out with them and then they fall in love with you and so on and so on they can literally sue you for child support I think it's called locus parentis or something. That is correct. Am I correct yes. with this? So if you're dating a single mom or a single dad and the, the, this kid falls in love with you and then next thing you know, you, the relationship doesn't work out, they actually have the right to go after you for child support payments. Oh, it depends. It, de- it depends on what role you took in that relationship, right? If you had taken a role as a parent for that child, even though they're not your biological child, uh-huh. then an argument could be made. But if you were just seeing the the mom and the child just loves you but you weren't taking an active role as a parent then that would be a much weaker argument this is uh is is fascinating stuff that we don't know who do we have on the line uh we have uh trevor on the line trevor thank you so much for calling the carrasco show how can we make your life better this morning hey greg yeah man hey listen buddy i can't go online because i'm in a real battle but i got a question maybe you could ask Okay. What's the Ontario court position in family law against fathers who didn't take the needle and didn't let their kids take the needle? You think that's a relevant thing for you to ask? I don't know how this would affect you in any way. It, it, it affected everything, but my whole the whole family law case that I'm in, that affidavit thirty five one, is all about me not respecting Corona lockdown. Okay, I mean that's a that's a pretty nuanced uh, case that uh, we we you know I'm I'm of of course I'm not going to get into it because we don't have enough details, but uh, you know what I can do is that I can after the show I can give you a call and refer you to somebody that can give you some uh, potential some advice. Okay, I know, but I got a lawyer anyway. I don't think conflict or interest. I got so worried, buddy. I thought you might have just brought it up in a general way, but maybe there's nothing there. Thank right? you, thank you so much for calling the show, brother. I really, really understand that. Now, you see, this is, um, you know, like we said at the beginning of the show, this is not legal advice. This is not under any circumstance legal advice. This is general information. You know, stuff that you should know before you sign on the dotted line and you say I do. I do. You know, for a long time, I felt myself that I was constantly looking for my next ex. You know, and that was not a good thing. I it didn't feel good, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I was, I suffer, man. I I I was suffer. I was dating these people. I was just suffering because I knew that we were gonna break up at some point because I was not a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> You know, all these people that uh, I dated all these years, they all had one thing in common. Me. <laughs> I was I was the problem on along. <laughs> I'm so sad. I made myself sad all of a sudden. <laughs> you see, this is the problem. Until you make yourself the right person for somebody, you can't find the right person for yourself. But I can tell you, we guys... Men in general, we, us, our our kind, we're so stupid. We keep making the wrong decisions. We fall in love and we forget everything that has to go to do with process, with law, with anything. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You don't want to work? No problem. You want to quit your job? By all means. What do you want to drive, baby? A Mercedes? No problem. Here, take two. <laughs> take two. You want one horse? Don't, don't worry about it. I'll buy you a barn. Yeah, 
And the next thing you know, we cry about it. Oh, mm-hmm. it's no, no bueno. That's why we have a family law lawyer in the show, because she is going to strain us out. She is going to help us stay out of hot water. That's why this show is so important. We are going to keep her here for the next hour, because I think there is so much more that I need to ask here. But also, if you are involved in a family matter or you're thinking about getting divorced or even better yet, you're thinking about getting married, uh, I think that you should probably ask the questions now. We're going to give you some general advice. This is not legal advice. It's general information that you can use to make your life a little easier. Just like we do with Money Mike, when we are educating you in relation to your finances, this is family law. This will affect you at one point in your life. You know, don't stick your head in the sand and pretend that you're special because you're not. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest radio show on weekends. The phone lines are open 289 275 9600. Wait, wait, what? What are you playing? Oh, no. Oh, no. Let's. Yeah, I'm not in control That's of the playlist. Man. I ain't control of the playlist. I just go and All press right. play, brother. Stop it. Stop it. I hope he's a clean version, man. Oh, I hope so, no. too, because I didn't download this. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll be right back after the break. Get down, girl. Go ahead. Get down. Get down, girl. Go ahead. Get down. Get down. Get down, girl. Go ahead. My dad told me Saturday mornings used to be for watching cartoons. And now we have to listen to this guy? My name's Lily, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show! It is time for Greg Carrasco! Kick it! Whoa, it's The Greg Carrasco Show, get this party going! Folks, you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. This is an appointment every Saturday morning. More people listen to the show here now than any other radio show in the entire nation. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was 25 when I became sort of kind of fluid, you know, fluent in speaking English. Now they can't shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> Spend the rest of my day talking. <laughs> 
I love it. That was a very interesting hour. Did you learn anything, Lex, from last hour? Oh, yeah. It's... Uh Everything is just there's a lot of information that's just bombarding my brain right now because you know I'm I, I'm you know probably going to be starting to uh, get back on the market again soon and uh, uh, and it's a lot of good things to know some things that I didn't know the first I time around. I thought you were already back in the market. Well, you know I, I, I'm I, I'm married to my jobs right now, man. No, dude, and my man, kids are my, and, 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 you, and my kids you, are my you, jobs. You're you know? going to be aging like milk. That's not good, man. You need to put yourself <laughs> on the shelf. <laughs> You need to get picked up, man. Come on. Folks, we need to set Lex up. We need to find Lex a date. Okay? We need to we need to get him uh, <sighs> This incel situation is not good, man. It's not involuntary. I choose this, okay? I choose I choose to uh, I choose to have a second virgin in the and then, and then you know go back oh, and so marriage. You're, you're a born again virgin. That's Heck yeah. oh, no, don't, don't, please. <laughs> Great. You know, I um, talking about family law and, and folks. If you just tuning in, we've, we've been spend the last hour talking about family law and you, you know, typical problems and common mistakes that people make: custody, payments, child support, divorce. You know, marriage contracts and whatnot. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. So if you have a question about this, um, call us. You know, we can probably give you some general information. But, uh, you know, Rebecca, this is one of the things that, as, as a human, it affects me uh, at a philosophical level. Uh, simply because we live in a nation which we, you know, we, we, we beat ourselves in the chest claiming, you know, equality for everything, equality for all. And uh, until you go to family court and family court is not equal. And all of a sudden we revert back to the 50s and 40s because, you know, there is only one side of the population that for the most part, not all the time, but for the most part takes the, the heavy load of, of, of this, of the divorce burden to the custody burden to the payment burden. And um, do you see that changing anytime soon? That's a tough question. Um, I, I in my practice, I represent uh, majority men, yep. uh, fathers and husbands, and um, I, I do see that they it's an upward battle for them. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's harder for them to uh, make the argument and convince a court. Um, I, I don't know if I see it changing. I would hope so. I would hope that the system can can show a little bit more uh, fairness. But uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that need to change in the family law system, and that's just my personal opinion. Um, and and I see it. I think that um, it's like men show up to with a knife to a gunfight. Uh, the uh, they are in a serious serious disadvantage, and the only advantage or uh, potential protection that we have is information. You know, information is power these days, and uh, I think that for a very very long time, guys were not aware of how much risk, how exposed they were mm-hmm. until you know the internet came around, and then all these cases started to pop up. And it's like wait wait I'm not alone. Like, this is happening to all these people. And uh, now there are some... Now, if you make a mistake, it's by choice. 
I, I have to say that. Uh, if you're putting yourself in this position, it's because you really haven't taken the enough time to understand what you're getting yourself into and also to, you know, to cross all your T's and dot all, all your I's. It's mm-hmm. very, very important for you to have a family law lawyer to guide you through the process, whether it's at the beginning and more importantly, when it's at the end. Now, I argue that in order for you to, you know, have, you know, if, if you look at marriage uh, as a tree, you need to set the foundation right. You need to make sure that the tree grows straight. And uh, a lot of that happens at the beginning. Now, you know, during the break, you were talking to me about some other common mistakes that Mm -hmm. people make in relation to to family and divorce and whatnot. What were some of those things that came to mind? Yeah, so we were just talking about risk as well and and how the greatest protection against that is information and Mm -hmm. having knowledge of, of what you're getting yourself into. So one thing that came to mind for me was um, oftentimes people go into relationships owning property. Okay. So they have usually one party owns a home and the other party moves in with them. Okay. You need to be very careful about that because if you own a home and the other party moves in with you and you're the only one entitled to that home, that home can become the matrimonial home during your relationship. Okay. And if you separate, then it would be a big problem for you in terms of equalization. I'm not going to going to go into details about the equalization calculation, but essentially um, it, it could really affect your calculation in a negative way if you enter the relationship with the property. That's scary, man. You hear about that? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm... I, I, that's that, that. That's what my mind is but doing right now. Does it apply to any property that you have when when you move into uh, you know you move in with someone? Like if, if you, it becomes a matrimonial home, yes. What if it becomes a matrimonial car or a matrimonial <laughs> cottage? Uh, there there could be more than one. So not not a car, but uh, a cottage could also be a matrimonial home. Okay. Um, or a condo. What about your apartment. pension? Yep, pension could be subject to equalization Woo! as well. Folks, yep. man, Damn. I. You know, we are. What's your address? I'm going straight to the lawyer after this. Guys, you need to learn about this. You know, it was Plato who said that the uh, the fate of those who don't care about politics is left to those who do. The same thing applies to family law. Your fate is going to be determined by chance, and you don't want to do that. You know, I'll tell you this. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I am covered in tattoos. And I know it's not a sign of depression or anxiety, folks. I've done the therapy. Stop it. I just like it. <sighs> you know, somewhere on me is written, Civispatchum Parabellum. Civispatchum Parabellum. To secure peace is to prepare for war. I'm going to repeat this. To secure peace is to prepare for war. If you are a pacifist who cannot enforce that peace through sheer violence, then you cannot, you're not a pacifist because you, you, your words mean nothing. If you want to make sure that your marriage survives this, because you got to remember, there is a, our system is one of those very few systems that people get incentivized to leave the marriage. Mm-hmm. It's like, I need to put up with you. If I leave, I take all of your stuff and I don't have to put up with you. And I can do whatever I want. What? Wait, what? This is a common thing. You need to be prepared. Information is where the power is. I have another question for you here. Let me see. I put a, a bunch of questions here. 
Can I cite irreconcilable differences if we argue over whether to watch a comedy or a drama? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. You can make any argument you want. It's whether or not a court will believe it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now... In the, uh, in the division of assets, who gets custody of the Netflix account? Uh, can we arrange visitation rights for the Netflix account? Hey, you know, those are valid questions, dude. Come on. Especially during the Netflix and, and chill uh, nights. You know, you, you, you need to have rights. How do you do Put in the agreement. Put in the agreement. <laughs> so, you know, in, in more of a serious note, you know, can you give us a general understanding how assets are typically divided in a divorce? You know, and, and what steps individuals need to take in order for to protect themselves and their financial interests mm-hmm. during the uh, the split up because that's yeah. that's that's very very stressful. Yeah, so um, that's a good question. It, it's I'm going to try to simplify it. So the process is equalization, uh, which is the division of property. So the the legal term is equalization. It really depends on whether or not you have an agreement or not. And so that's why, again, we go back to the fact that having a marriage contract is so important because a marriage contract can outline how your assets are divided, including your pension, including whatever property you bring in. Exactly. Um, So the... The agreement should be quite comprehensive to include all property and future properties that you may bring into the relationship. So assuming you don't have a contract, then you're mm-hmm. subject to the the law that we have right now for equalization. So equalization is uh, for married spouses, not common law. And the purpose of equalization is um, to divide the assets that were uh, grown throughout the marriage, right? There's an assumption that you both work together to to grow these assets. And so therefore, both parties are entitled to the division of the assets mm-hmm. equally. So the way that it's calculated is essentially you would take the value of your assets and your debts on the date of separation okay. and the value of your assets and debts on the date of marriage. So th- those are the two dates that are extremely important. So the date of separation and date of marriage. Mm-hmm. So you would calculate what assets that are present on the date of separation, subtract your debts that were present on that day. And then whatever number you get, that's your date of separation value. And then you do the same for your date of marriage. You would then subtract your date of marriage number from From your date of separation. And then you would have your net family property for both parties. So you would do that calculation for both the the spouses. So let me let me just uh, you know add some context to this. So let's say that um, your stuff when you first got married Mm -hmm. was a million dollars. Okay. And then when you split up was two million dollars. You yeah. divide one from the other, correct? Minus your debts. But assuming you have no debts, then yeah, it would, for a simple calculation, if date of separation, you had two million in assets and no debts, yep. date of marriage, you had one million and no debts, yeah, so then you're, you have a net family property of one million. And then that's what gets divided. Subtracting the other parties, if they have zero, then yes, that's divided. Well, that's up. Hold on a second. Let me just close the door here because I can hear. Um, I can hear Jyoti's radio playing at the entrance of the <laughs> of the studio here. So I, I guess that this speaks to uh, what you mentioned earlier, that uh, the sharing of the financial statements at the beginning of the relationship is so, so valuable. Yes. Because now you can prove yeah. everything that you had when you enter into the relationship. Now, you know, here's was, here was a question for you. Sorry. I also yeah. just want to say that what I said was a very, very basic calculation. There's also exclusions that could take place. And uh, earlier I mentioned the matrimonial home, yeah. right? So the matrimonial home, if it existed at date of marriage, 
marriage, you wouldn't include that in your calculation, which would result in your date of separation number being significantly higher, okay. which is why you might end up having to pay a lot more in equalization. Because of the matrimonial the home. <clears throat> yeah, and the exclusion of it in the calculation. Now, knowing all that you know about family law, uh, on a scale of one to a hundred, with one being completely super, super, unbelievably smart, and a hundred being insane, okay, uh, where would you place somebody that gets married without a, f- um, a, a marriage contract in in the level in this in the crazy scale? Huh? <laughs> well, that depends on the person and what they have and what they bring in and what the type of person they are, right? If if you're a well-off person with significant assets and you're earning significant income and you decide to marry someone who is not working, has no assets, has significant debts, then and you decide not to have a contract, then I will probably p- place you closer to the 100 mark. <laughs> but if you're, if you're both with no assets and you both don't have much and yeah. you're kind of starting from scratch for the both of you, then I, I understand that a lot of people don't want to have a contract. I still encourage everyone to get a marriage contract even if you don't have assets because you could potentially build up those assets during the marriage. But uh, for those individuals, they would probably be closer to the the one to the 50 mark <laughs> let me uh, let, let me rephrase that the question <laughs> do you think is um do we have a phone call yeah we've got rocky on the line rocky thank you for calling the carrasco show how can we make your life better this morning hello hey rocky talk to me what's on your mind hi how are you good oh, good by the way uh, we're speaking to a family lawyer nobody said uh mentioned family day weekend yet <laughs> it's this weekend yeah that i, I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable that 70 percent of you have a broken home <laughs> come on man <laughs> this is a sensitive time <laughs> so um, i was just wondering since uh like like a traditional couple men and women when they have to go to court like men always seem to be at a disadvantage when it comes to like uh, 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 family law decisions, I wonder if that affects their uh, what they, their uh, they, what they expect their outcomes to be even before they start a case. What do you mean that they already felt uh, defeated well, well, defeated well, before like they start? They know they're behind the eight ball, sort of like the way the courts grant decisions. Well, I'm, I'm sure they do, and but um, yeah, uh, a lot of them do. Um, I, I do find that. During consultations, a lot of a lot of uh, husbands and fathers do express to me that you know, why should I continue if I'm going to lose anyway? And I, I get it. Yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. That's kind of like a factor. And uh, w- w- when they come up with that, would they also then considering just going alone because they know they're going to lose anyways? Even though the outcomes could be worse, obviously. Oh, that's that's a good question, you know. That's a very very good question because if they already are defeated in their own mind, like why would they even consider going through a lawyer and family law when they know they're going to lose? Because that's essentially uh, Canadian family law is kind of pre-written. But let let Rebecca answer this question for you, okay, Rocky? Hold on a second, sit tight. All right. I will say that a lot of people sometimes think they're going to lose because they don't have the information. They don't necessarily know the law, right? They just think that the system is going to work against them. And it really, again, everything depends on the individual cases. There could be potentially something that they overlooked in their particular circumstances, which is actually a smoking gun for them, right? So it's always so important to speak to a lawyer and actually get advice on your particular case, because even though you might think that you have a losing case, you might actually not. 
Do you think that a lot of this, there's a lot of men out there that because they think that they're going to lose, they don't go to a lawyer in the first place? I mean, it's, it's a very subjective question, but based on based on your findings. Yeah, uh, potentially. Um, but it's always better to pay that whatever a couple hundred dollars for a consultation than to go into the family court system blindly or to not go in at all. Right. So, yeah, a couple hundred could be a lot for some people. But if you can get information and know your rights, it could actually save you a lot in the long run. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the phone call, Rocky. I really appreciate right, you listening thanks. to the show. Folks, if you have any questions thanks. about family law, call us. 289-275-9600 is a phone number. 289-275-9600 is a phone number. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And for a very limited time and for very few limited cars, we have 0% lease rates. So don't be a slacker. Come down and see me. Get your car and be happy. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. So in the last segment of the My name is Sean Avery. I love getting under people's skin, but not as much as this guy. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. Uh, so basically what happened was that I knew there was no way Tesla was going to happen without Greg Carrasco. Just joking. But uh, Greg could come aboard with SpaceX, though. And when I say come aboard, I, of course, mean send him on a rocket into space and as far away from humans as possible. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Let it play, man. Let it play. Come on. We always keep it until the drop. Oh, yeah, baby. Shake that. If you're not watching us on YouTube, folks, you're missing out. You're missing out the amazing dance move of Lex. Whew. Head bobbing, baby. <laughs> He does some mean close scrubbing with the uh, with the overbite. Oh yeah, baby! We need to get him a date. His dance moves are gonna guarantee that he's dating by 2052. We have Rebecca, our in-house family law lawyer. You know, just spreading some wisdom here. It's like. Like, you know, wisdom bombs that she's detonating here right on air for all of you. You know, I, I don't think that we pay enough attention, that we put enough emphasis on how important it is to go into one of the biggest and, and most important financial decisions of your life, which is who you're going to marry. Because mm -hmm. this could have an impact for the rest of your days, folks. 
for the rest of your days. You pick the wrong person in your 20s and you happen to be one of those ones that does really, really, really well. Guess what? You stuck. You are stuck for a very, 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 very long time. You know, before we go into the more serious stuff, I need to ask you something. Uh, when it comes to divorces, right, uh, that's the Canadian court system. Lex will know this. Uh, uh, is there a frequent flyer program for divorces? So if the more <laughs> divorces you have, you get additional perks. <laughs> <laughs> You get a discount on my child support payments. Come on. If I have seven kids from three different baby mamas, like the you know, the third baby mama gets a bit of a discount, man. Come on. Can I buy some kids for a little bit less money? That would help me. Do we have a phone call? Yeah, we do. We've got uh Frank from North York. Oh no, Frank, are you getting divorced? <laughs> Frank, are you getting divorced? Why would I get divorced? You know, at your age, no, dude, no, man. Been married about seven years. What's that? My son's been married about seven years. Does he have a, a prenuptial agreement? Well, no. They, um, what happened is his wife wants to leave him <laughs> after seven years. <laughs> she, and, got the, uh, she got the, the seven-year itch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, like they rent a house. And they were sleeping separately, you know, in separate rooms now because she wants she wants a divorce. But uh, you know, then she went away with some guy or something. Came back a couple of days later. Oh, dude, this is too personal. Said, Come on, man, this is too personal. No, Tell no, no, me. No, but my son said, you know, like uh, I'm going to move out because it's a rental house, right? And there, and uh, she said, you know, well, nobody wants me, and I, she says, if you move out, I'll, I'll be homeless. And I go, but you know, she she wants to leave him. So what, what can he do? He can leave, right? <laughs> Frank, <laughs> you, you've gone sideways on me, Frank. You know, I, I know the one thing that they're not going to have to split, which is the matrimonial home. <laughs> uh, no, so that that's not correct. Oh, no, I was wrong again. Thank you for calling, Frank. Rebecca's going to answer for you. So a rental property can be considered a matrimonial home as well. How? You don't because own it. You don't have to. So matrimonial homes don't necessarily no. trigger financial obligations. It could be uh, possessory interest. So a matrimonial home is given special consideration in family law, and uh, you can't kick a spouse out of a, fa of a matrimonial home. So in terms of a rental property, yeah. even though you don't own the home, if you ordinarily reside in the home with your spouse, it's, it could be considered a matrimonial home, and you can't kick the other person out of it. So, so what do you do? You sleep with the enemy? Yes, or if you oh, leave, no. if you leave, but your name is on the lease, you still need to pay. You still need to pay, and then you're not allowed to come back in. No, you could come back in. Yeah. Huh? Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. We have another phone call here. Yeah, we've got Thomas. Hold on a second, Thomas. Uh, if you have a question about family law, call me two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred is the phone number. Just make sure you make sense, because otherwise the Twilight Song music is gonna come playing. <laughs> So who do we have on the line? We've got Thomas. Uh, about Hi the there, program, Thomas yes. speaking. Hey. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Thomas. Talk to us. How can we make your life better this morning, Thomas? First of all, thank you so much for taking me in the line. I really need help with something with my divorce. And I, if I have a little bit of time, I don't know how much time we have. I 30 seconds. Describe, 
40 seconds. Okay, so I came to Canada in 2012, married a Canadian woman. I came from Germany. Since this, my life is ruinated by the divorce. What she did, it put me with false allegation to crime court. Even if I won the crime court and the false allegation and the lawyer wrote me an amazing transcription, uh, the, the judge, to protect me in the family court, the family court still do nothing. So I, I want to tell you all guys, the situation in Canada in family court, it's so sad, like the weather and winter outside. It's horrible. I don't know who can help me. I don't know. A compilation. Uh, she did. She she first fight in the wrong court. Then she put false allegation. Which I was able after long years, after three years, I could see my daughter. I could tell you stories. I don't believe that any man in Canada can have a chances, real chances, like a woman to be there for the children. It's and I think many men are gonna listen to me and go are gonna go in, uh, through the same with false allegation and everything. I needed three years to see my daughter. Uh, to have sleepovers in my house and even if I won the crime court with false allegation and the crime judge wrote me a beautiful transcription to protect me against this woman the family court did nothing until today's day so this is how the I, I really oh. listen hold on a second you know dude man that's a tough situation that you're in uh, I my heart goes out I, I, I don't know who you are and thank you so much for calling the show when it comes to those things but <sighs> that's intense you know, and when we uh, when we crack some jokes here on the show, it's got nothing to do with making fun of you guys. It's got to do with adding some levity, like I said to Rebecca in the process, because this 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 ruins lives. And if you're not fully prepared to be able to handle, you know, family court in, in Canada, you, you're setting yourself up for a lot, a lot of disappointment. Now, what are some of the other mistakes that you've seen, Rebecca, in the process? You mentioned that you had a couple more earlier. Yeah, so I actually wanted to address very briefly uh, Thomas's point. Okay. Um, I, I think a lot of people actually uh, may relate to that. I do notice that there is quite a bit of intersection between criminal law and family law. Uh-huh. Oftentimes, parties are uh, criminally charged. Uh, whether uh, it happened or not, uh, we don't know because we, we weren't there. But uh, it is very common to have a party uh, criminally charged and now have to go through the criminal system as well as the family law system. I will note, though, that... Uh, it's important to understand that there's a different burden of proof for criminal law and family law. So the burden of proof for criminal law is significantly higher. So just because you're acquitted or your charges are uh, withdrawn in criminal law um, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the same in family law. So Mm. the allegations can still be made in family court and, um, there's obviously strategies to, to address it, but uh, we're not going to go into detail about that. So if you are facing criminal charges or um, and and you're going through the, the family law system with those charges, it's best to consult a, a, a lawyer, family lawyer, a lawyer immediately with criminal law experience. Now, now you, you know, divorces, I mean, with very few exceptions, don't happen overnight. Uh, you you see the relationship breaking down, and uh, uh, it's something that I discuss in jiu-jitsu all the time. Position doesn't mean anything. Direction means everything. And uh, if you see that the direction of your relationship is, is, is going in a negative way, it's like, you know, if you, if you look at last year's, how your relationship was with your partner, and now this year's worse, and then there is no sign of any progression other than just to get worse. Uh, is 
the best way to get a lawyer was before you got married. The second best time to get a lawyer is now. So at least if you are about to do something, don't do it out of impulse. Mm-hmm. Don't do it out of emotion. Do you do you find that guys sometimes they hurt themselves in the process because they react as opposed to just planning carefully what they're mm-hmm. going to do next? So this becomes, you see, I've always believed that the moment that emotions get involved, logic is, logic is the first victim. Um, do you do you think it's important for for people that, who are thinking about uh, moving on from a relationship to consult a you know somebody like yourself uh, before anything happens. Absolutely. I think it's always important to get information before you make a decision. Um, you shouldn't act impulsively or uh, spontaneously and just uh, trigger something that could potentially work against you. So um, if you think you're in a situation where you want to separate or you're not really sure what the next steps are, then absolutely consult a lawyer. You know, Lex, I'll share this with you. It's a, it's a story. Um, a good buddy of mine, he was very, 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 very wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot of money. But his situation with his wife was not doing particularly well. And um, he went to his uh, his lawyer, uh, state lawyer, and uh, he says, I, I need you to write on a piece of paper for me uh, how much this is going to cost me. So the lawyer took a few days and um, brought him back into his office. And, uh, you know, he says, after looking at all your properties, all your business and everything else, I was able to kind of summarize how much this is going to cost you in a lump sum. And he wrote it on a piece of paper. So he handed the piece of paper to my friend. My friend looked at that piece of paper and looked at the figure. And that was the moment that he thought, man, how much he loved his wife. <laughs> now, you know, this is uh, another another question for you here. Now, when you are splitting the marital assets, um, can we split them and who was the most annoying one of the two partners? Like, because some wives are so annoying, man. They're so annoying. <laughs> and also, can you divorce some relatives? Instead of the wife, because you you know sometimes your spouse is pretty cool, right? But some of the relatives is like, ah, oh, no, Thanksgiving <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, this is mm-hmm. no bueno. But there were some other errors that you you mentioned earlier that you have thought in in the process that you know people don't really think about before they get themselves into you know getting married. Uh, what are some of the other things that you have seen over the years? Um, so, so one of the things that I was thinking about is a mistake that a lot of people make, not necessarily from marriage, but actually upon separation, um, is, or at least during the relationship, is um, when they're not entitled to the property, they're not entitled to 50% of the property. So it's, I, I want to make it clear that the property is still included in the equalization calculation, mm-hmm. but a lot of times let's say one property is owned solely by one of the partners, the other spouse thinks that the house can sell and they would automatically get 50% of that mm-hmm. equity. If this is a, this is a somewhat real estate issue, but if you're not entitled to the property, you're not entitled to the financial interests of that property, mm-hmm. but that money will be included in the equalization calculator which will ultimately be divided anyway. So just to be mindful of that. Um, I always say getting married is easy, but getting separated and divorced is very hard. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people think, well, we both are 
agreeable to a divorce, so we can just get a divorce now. There are considerations that you need to um, consider for a divorce. So one is you have to be separated at least a year. Okay. Uh, a lot of times people don't know that. They think, oh, well, if we both want a divorce now, we can just get a divorce. That's not the case. There are exceptions to the one-year rule, um, but for the most part, people do get divorced after a year of separation. And... Um, Oftentimes, a court will not grant a sep- uh, will not grant a divorce unless the other issues are resolved, such as child support, spousal support, equalization, and all of those. Really? So you, so you can't just go for a divorce and, and think, oh, we'll resolve the other issues later. If you want to get a divorce, you have to resolve those issues now through a separation agreement or go to court. That's fascinating. What were you going to say? Yeah, um, is there is when it comes to separation, uh, can the couple be separated but still like live in the same house but separate rooms? Yes. So um, this is also a common misconception: separation and divorce. So those are two separate things. So separation is the date that you separate. So it could be the date that you first communicated to the partner that you don't want to be with them anymore. It could be when you started living separate and apart. It could be when you moved out of the home or or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. There are many cases where people don't have other places to live. So they still live in the same house, but they live separate. So one party moves to the basement or um, they have separate bedrooms or whatever. But um, if you're going to assert a date of separation, you're going to have to show that you are actually living separate and apart. So that but how can you prove that? Usually the other side is quite agreeable. I mean, both parties, there usually isn't much debate on date of separation. Sometimes there is. Yeah. But for the most part... Um, the parties can agree that they're separated. Um, and so when you're living in the same house, you have to be clear that there are boundaries because you're now separated. Mm-hmm. So you're cooking for yourself. You're doing your own laundry. You're sleeping in a separate room, things like that. This sounded like one of my marriages <laughs> like the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Cook for myself. I did my own laundry. That's I lived in the too. basement. <laughs> We've all been there. And, oh, you know, yeah. the basement again. Here it is. The bas- basements are depressing, dude. Mm. They're dark. They're humid. They're moldy sometimes. Uh, no, no bueno. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're paying for the full house. Uh-huh. Huh. And you didn't even get the best bathroom either. Yeah. That's, that's not good, man. There are no big classes in the basement. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a big price to pay. You know, we um two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred is the phone number. You still have some time to call us if you have any family law questions that we can help you with, or you know, if you have a child that is thinking about getting married, this is a, this is a good opportunity for you to have this conversation and. Uh, we have an amazing guest today with us. On the other side of the break, uh, Rebecca, I wanted to ask you that if, you know, whenever you choose to or if you do uh, have a child and it's a son, knowing all that you know about family law, what would you be advising your son? Wow, that's deep, man. You see, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a great interviewer. Man. I, I need to give myself those accolades. That's a deep, deep question. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Don't miss out on the 0% because it's, uh, it comes and goes. And it will go very, very soon. We'll be right back after the break. <laughs> Across the street, it's the cars that have to look both ways. <laughs> I'm Chuck Norris, and you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. 
Hi, I'm Hazel Grace, and I'm here to let you know that if you want to be my friend, you got to be choked first. <laughs> Otherwise, there's no friendship between us. And you are watching the Greg Kahashko Show. Don't miss it and don't blink it. One, two, three, uh. And we're back. This is one of the happiest, saddest songs ever written. You know it's about a divorce, right? Oh, yeah. It's so sad, dude. Uh, there, is a, there is a dude uh, by the name of Abadiah Parker that did uh, the, um, the version of the song on a minor key. Oh, yeah. And, I love uh, when the people do dude, that. Dude, <laughs> dude, dude, you, you will not be able to get past the first couple of verses without crying. I'm not joking. Well, I've got to learn this song. Huh? <laughs> i got to learn this song on the guitar, y- man. I have. It, dude. Yeah, but I can't get through it. It's so sad. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's amazing what artists can do with what they do. So who do we have on the line? All right, first one, we've got Dominic oh, uh, from no. Vaughn asking, oh, no. is this advice for you, Greg, apparently? Oh, Dominic is giving me advice. Dominic, thank you for calling the Carrasco <laughs> Show. What's happening? Good morning, Greg and, and guest. So I, uh, I've got some some advice for all your male listeners out there. It's going to uh, save them a ton of cash. And just remember one phrase: <clears throat> happy wife, happy life. That's that's where your comment went. You know, it went straight down the to Dominic. That is the biggest lie that has ever been sold to men. Dude, no, man. You you sound so depressed at the borderline. I think that you are going to split up with your with your you know lovely lady very very soon. I'm sorry, man. That's not true, guys. Don't listen to Dominic. Dominic needs to get a new crack dealer because this is a bad batch. Hang up on him. I don't like what he's saying. Hang up on him. Let that's it. Goodbye, Dominic. Goodbye. I don't like you. <laughs> Next, we have Bert. He actually has. <laughs> but, um, Bert, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. How can we help you this morning? I have a question about uh, my nephew. He uh, recently, he owns a house and he, a woman moved in with him, his girlfriend, about nine months ago. She has two kids, maybe 10, 12 years old. She's divorced, and they live with the father half-time, so I suppose he pays support. Is he setting himself up for a lot of pain down the road? Will he have any obligations to the woman or the kid? Ooh, the plot thickens. So, um, we we did... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, we did uh, talk about this kind of briefly before. So... She's been living with him now for about nine months. So if they live for three years together, then they're common law. So I would strongly recommend that your nephew uh, drafts a cohabitation agreement with a lawyer to uh, outline his rights and obligations in that relationship. Um, And also potentially because... 
the children are also moving in with him, if he takes on the role as a parent, then he might potentially be liable for child support in the event that they separate. So all of those can be outlined in the cohabitation agreement, and that agreement can really protect him. Are you? Uh, and what about the? His, go ahead. What, sorry. What about his house that he owns? And does she have any right to the house after three years? So, again, that can all be outlined in the cohabitation agreement. That um, you know she wouldn't have any interests in the home. Uh, as a common law spouse, she's not automatically entitled to equalization, um, which would include the the value of the of the home in the calculation, but she could make a trust claim to that property if she wants, and and that's something that you would need to talk to a lawyer about, and they can explain in more detail. So I, I guess let me elaborate on that question because I think I understand what he's saying. So if you if his nephew does nothing, then that property is exposed. Potentially. Potentially. Well, potentially is good enough for me, my friend. You need to get you know you need to get on the horn with your with your nephew and get him to make those decisions. And look, this is all I say to people all the time when we talk about uh, prenuptial and uh, and marriage contracts. If your relationship, when you are supposed to love each other to pieces, does not survive a conversation about a prenuptial agreement, then you shouldn't be married in the first place. I'd rather it to break down now than twenty years from now when everything that you've worked for is going to be reset it down to zero. Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But so, it's understand. I thought it was one year, but they have three years to make this agreement. Is what you're saying, right? Yes, three years uh, living together to be considered common law spouses. That's awesome. Hopefully right. that hopefully okay. that helped you. We're gonna uh, leave Rebecca's information at the end of the show. So if you if you need to send uh, your nephew to uh, to a competent law firm for them to look after this situation for him, we'll, we'll put her information afterwards. Thank you so much for the phone call. You know, I can't believe how quickly two hours have gone by, Rebecca. I, yeah. you know, on behalf of everyone here uh, on the show, you know, my, myself, the producer, and all the listeners that seem, you know, are calling like crazy. Um, you know, thank you for being here. Um, but also, you know, how much, you know, this is just the surface. We're not even scratching the surface of this. Yeah. And, There's a uh, lot of information in family law. There is. But I, I, I am curious for you to answer the question that I asked before the break. You know, if you had a son today and you had to advise him in family law, after all that you know today, what would you tell him? I would probably tell him two things, which would hopefully protect him entirely. The first is get a marriage contract or a cohabitation agreement. If you intend to live with someone, get a cohabitation agreement. If you intend to marry someone, get a marriage contract. The marriage contract can encompass everything um, f- for the breakdown of the of the relationship. So it can really protect you and your assets. Who you marry is a major decision. In, in your life, and it can affect you financially. It can affect your your emotional and, and mental well being. Sure. Um, but also, who you have children with is um, it's in my opinion more important because with the children, even if you separate from the partner, you still have to raise the children. You still have to pay support. So the two pieces of advice I would give my son would be. Get a marriage contract or a cohabitation agreement and be very careful who you have children with. Because a marriage contract, remember how we talked about it in the beginning, mm-hmm. you can't contract out of child support. So if you have a child and you're not seeing this child and the child isn't living with you, you're going to have to pay child support. So you have to be very careful who you want to make that decision with. 
I don't, I don't, I don't mean to sound. Do we have another phone call? Yeah, we've got uh, Christian on the line. Uh, Christian, you're getting just under the line, man. What's what's on your mind? How can I make your life better this morning? Christian? Hello? Oh, hi, Greg. How are you, man? All friends. Uh, hey, man. Uh, how can I make your life better this morning, buddy? I just have a comment. Um, I went through a divorce for hell, but uh, there's no mental help for men to help on men afterwards, you know? I, I, you know, this is all I can tell you, brother. Two words, jujitsu. I, I can tell you, I, I wouldn't have been able to get through a lot of the stuff that has happened in my life over the last ten years or so if I didn't do jujitsu. Thank you so much for the phone call, buddy. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, he is right. You know, I I see men chopped in half every single week, and there is uh, we laugh at them. We we made their pain laughable. Oh, you're stupid! You made the mistake. You did this. You did that. You need to you know you need to know better. There is no support system on the other side, and uh, it's awful. It's awful. You know, that's that's one thing that women do really well. You have a bunch of girlfriends that you know, oh yeah, like, yeah he's not nice. Blah, blah, blah. You know, they all get together and they support each other. It's great, but guys don't do that. You know, we bottle it up inside, man. You know, when somebody you ask a dude that doesn't look good and he says, "How are you doing?" He says, "I'm I'm okay. I'm okay." Is nothing more than the story that they tell themselves that they're going to be at some point because they know they have to tough it out. Mm-hmm. But. What we're trying to do this morning is is to bring some awareness. I think that you know that's what this show does really, really, really well. Um, and, and in that sense, having having a family law uh, a lawyer with you to guide you through the process, and it's not too late. I mean, you could be in the middle of something. Get some legal advice. Talk to somebody. Pay the money that it takes for you to understand what you what you don't know. And it's very difficult for guys to say those words. I don't know. Guys, don't do it. And then we pay a very, very big price for this. Rebecca, where can people find you? So I work in North York. So mm-hmm. um, I can provide an email. Yep. Uh, not an email, um, a website. And then you can review that website. And there's a phone number on there so you can contact. So it's nussbaumlaw.ca. N-U-S-S-B-A-U-M, as in Mary Law, newsbumlaw.ca. And uh, you can just look up through all the, the lawyers and the law firm, and Rebecca's going to be there. Uh, hopefully, we're going to have her back here sometime in the near future. I don't know, because <laughs> maybe she's going to say, oh, what did I do? <laughs> but I'm super, super happy that you came. Rebecca, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, this was a fantastic two hours. I can't believe the two hours went by. <laughs> but thank you for being here. No, thank you. Thank you. This was very fun. Oh, that's awesome. Folks, thank you again for indulging me for three straight hours on this radio extravaganza. No wonder we're Canada's largest radio show on weekends. Uh, If you miss on anything on the show or if you want to uh, review the content, within the next 24 hours, the show is going to be uploaded to Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, and whatever podcast platform that you choose to listen to, we're there. And if you don't, We'll be back here next Saturday. Until then, if you're looking to buy a vehicle, there's only one place for you to go and get one. Where is that, Lex? Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Why is that? Because there's something happening here. At OakvilleNissan.com.
It's been an honor serving with you all. Autobots, roll out!